Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Tuesday morning, Rickies. We are the Junks. We're coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan, the team at 980. That is on the AM dial, in case you're a dinosaur and have an old 1930s radio. And Monumental Sports Network. Brought to you by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star technician, go to cropmetcalf.com. Do that today. Give me a follow on the Twitter, at Money Metal Cakes. I'm joined by Jason Bishop. Big one last night for the Capitals. Needed to get those two points at home against a bad opponent, and they did. And not as big as the one Friday, though. That's another big one. They're all big at this point. Well, that's true. They're all muscle-ins, in my eyes, anyway. John Paul Flame is with us. What's up, Casey? Hello. Good morning to you. And Eric Bickle rounds out your foursome. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I got to thank uh, Jim Van Sony. Hooked up my daughter and her teammate. She's home for February break. We were at the Caps game last night. They're enjoying the Caesars Lounge every mm. period, every intermission. <laughs> As they should. Uh, and so, tonight you're you. back. And tonight I'm back. It's a back-to-back Bickle double dipper. Uh, going, I'm taking my, my brother, one of my brothers, and his two sons. To see Steph. Ah, very good. And he wants to be, I don't know, the, I think his tip is at 7. Is that standard NBA Generally, tip? yeah. Uh, I don't know what time the doors open, but he wants to be there right when the doors open. I think open. the doors generally open about an hour before tip. Only or, an hour? Or puck drop. I could I could be wrong okay, on that. Okay, good. Maybe because, they open at 5.30, I don't know. Because he said, maybe we should get there like at 5. I said, oh, five? if you get there at 5, you'll be, I think you'll be waiting outside yeah, the yeah. locked doors. Well, there's going to be zero waiting. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I need intel. You need to time it. So you so, pull in, and yeah. then you go straight up, and then you're good. You're so in the So people arena. that are season ticket holders, and you guys go all the time, what mm-hmm. time do the gates open? Hmm. That is a very critical component, because hmm. I'm going to be there right at that time. My my brother and my nephews, they want to see Steph dribble around. Let's hope he makes and the shoot trip. All the half and quarters, shoot all the yeah. stuff. And yeah. I'll just drown my sorrows in, 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 in booze. Free booze at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is the best part. Um, and it will be sorrows, too. Uh, it's cause... a 7 p.m. <laughs> game. Yeah. So, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm going to guess the doors Only are... at 6? 5.30? Maybe it's 5.30. I, I feel like it's eight, earlier than one hour, 800-636-1067. This, is, this is like 
critical information. I think Cakes is right. I think it's one hour, but could be wrong. One hour is a that's that is <laughs> music to your ears. Oh, that's why you're waiting. It changes hear. my entire view of today. We'll find out in the next. Being in DC hour. at five versus being there at six, <laughs> it's just a totally different outlook. Yeah. I'm gonna go six p.m. All right, we need confirmation. <laughs> There's got to be. Is there one Wizards? Season ticket holder within listening range to be. right at this moment. Has to be. I'd stake my reputation on it. You would? <laughs> so you're going to say, by the time this delay ends. Oh, they're, they're calling right now. But oh. it could, be the, is could be the guy that wants to try out for the running back for the, the commanders. EB, if you have a Capital One card, Ooh. you get the advantage of entering at 545. All right. But it says typically the normal gate opens around 6 p.m. or an hour before the scheduled event. Thank you. I know me my Capital One. Good. So is a Capital One, you mean like a Capital One credit card? Yes, or like a bank card or debit card. I don't don't even pay attention to that kind of stuff. I think I do, though. Well, you should ask ask Dina. She she controls all the the finances in your household. No, but I mean. Hold on. What would you say? If you have a Capital One credit card, you can get in a half hour earlier? 15, 15 minutes, minutes early. Oh, 15 I'm minutes. reading from you know the what? stadiumsguide.com as well. You have a Capital One card, 10% discount on your food and beverage purchases. Good. I'll be 10% off free. <laughs> yeah, they'll give you an extra 10%. All right. Um, I do have a Capital One card. There Maybe I won't tell my brother that. Maybe <laughs> you just keep that on the down low. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it. So just don't six need o'clock. it. Six o'clock, you're good. Six o'clock. Does yeah. your brother know how much you really, really want to go tonight? You've been you've been longing <laughs> you look, for it this. Sound like you really want to go. You've been longing for <laughs> he, it he for really, weeks. So here's the here's the inside baseball on it. His sons are big NBA guys, like a lot of kids. Radio and guys they want to see Steph. They want to see Steph. They want to see threes. And I said, great. You know. I'll get you the tickets. And he right. goes, it would be really nice if you went too. Right. And he put that guilt trip on me. Sure. Well, couple times. You, this is what you should do. You should definitely play a same game parlay tonight. With, and take. Well, do a lot of wi- do, do a lot of overs and Steph over, and the, Steph points. over the points over threes. Uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a ton of points scored. Let's see what the number is from the All current. Right. The it, current number on the Wiz Warriors tonight yeah. is. What do you think it is? Oh, I see it. It's pretty hot. I mean, it's. I've seen I don't even know what it is. Ten and a hook and two forty three. I was going to say two forty for the total. All right, let's go to Paul in DC real quick. Paul, what's up, buddy? You're on with the Junks. Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Hey, hey good morning, Paul. What do you got for hey, me, buddy? Well, I'm a season ticket holder to uh, my pops. Eddie Jordan used to coach the Wizards. So, oh, oh that's your dad. That's your dad, Eddie yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Where is he? Is he yeah. still coaching anywhere? Well, he's he's retired now, and he just got inducted into Ruckus Hall of Fame about a month ago. Oh, so that's awesome. That's, that's cool. good. That's great. That's where, awesome. where, where, where's he living? Is he living in D.C.? He's in Charlotte. Charlotte. All right. Yeah. How old is yeah. your dad now? 70. Do what? Wow. <laughs> his birthday His birthday was just about. Eddie Jordan uh, is 70? 70. Happy birthday, yeah. Coach Jordan. Life is just yeah. over. <laughs> it's over, Cakes. I remember when he was like a young coach. I know. I yeah. remember it's those over. days, too. Hey, Hey, look! If he if you ask him that, he's still young, brother. Don't don't yeah, don't get yeah. that. Can he still swing a golf club? Like, can he, can he do anything? Oh, oh yeah, all the time. That's all his right. favorite thing now. So, oh, he's living right. down you in know. Charlotte. He's probably playing every day. He's got a yeah, silly tease yeah. out of Quail Hollow. All right, that's right. Silly. He, he goes around the world now and play golf. I'm so, sure did you, he does. so hold on. Did you? How did you get the season ticket? Did your father somehow hook you up? Or? Yeah, like a lifetime uh, deal. What? 
we're not going to talk on that. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. I love it. I love it. We love connections. Give me the scoop. Give me the scoop on the best way for my nephews to see Steph. Hopefully he makes the trip. If you got a Capital One credit card, you can go through the Capital One entrance, which I do, and you don't have to wait line. That's on the side of the the Caesar Sports Books entrance. I'll be there tonight myself. The old green turtle. Oh, okay. All the way over there. All right. Yeah. It's not the green turtle anymore. I know. He said uh, the old. Yeah, it's yeah. the old one, right? Yeah, the old. Yeah, yeah, right. And so it, they open up at 6. So All okay. right. So 545, if I show them my – and now, is there going to be a – but there'll probably be a lot of people there early also with the same idea, oh, right? Man, most, most Warrior games are sold out. So I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm going straight out to work today. Is that right? Yeah, it's going to be a sellout. Bunch of Steph Curry marks. Oh, but yeah, the Warriors are doo-doo this year. They're not as good. It doesn't matter. matter. All the stands out yeah, there. doesn't kidding? matter. They're not terrible. They're oh, playing yeah. territory above 500. Well, they've got 20 more wins than the Wiz. I might be feeling a virus coming on. Hey, <laughs> hey, look, so when I was telling you guys about uh, what a coach needs and how that work, yeah. looks, that's yeah. what I was talking about. Yeah, I'm a coach's son, so yeah, he's got I know the how skinny. that looks. Right. right. What, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm I'm a senior financial analyst. I count money for a living. Oh, that's, oh, that's good. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. But, but I you, co- can I send you a screenshot of my portfolio? Did you see what Bitcoin did yesterday, Case? I did see it, yeah. What did it do? Up at one look, point, five thousand ceiling. At one point yesterday, it was up to 56. <laughs> what did the market do in general? Market in general? I don't know, but uh, brace for that. That yeah, thing is All right. coming down soon. I need to take a look. What's Ander? up? Anything else? Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I, I coach uh, young kids, sixteen to eighteen. Oh, okay. I coach basketball, and uh, you know, I do things. Yeah, I don't like care that. so much about oh. that. Give us a good stock tip. You got going, a stock yeah, tip? give us something. Give us, <laughs> give us something actionable. Look, a good stock tip. Never let go of Apple stock. <laughs> it's always splitting. All How right. about that? I, okay, that All sounds right. like sound advice. I thought advice. Apple hadn't been doing quite as well as late. I mean, I'm, no? we're listening to senior the, financial analysts. All right, Paul, always, is Apple still doing great? It, it always comes back up and then it splits, so just yeah. be patient with it. Right. Apple. Right. Okay, hey, thank you. Here's what the five-year right. looks like, EB, on Apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just looked it up. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I Apple has ridiculous cash reserves. I could be a senior financial analyst. You could have told Buy Apple. Right. <laughs> you know what? Uh, me too. <laughs> I still Was think it fangs. Get them. <laughs> yeah. do, do the fang. Nvidia. Throw some money behind yeah. that. I will admit that th- my, this is a bit of my Baba Booey moment. Baba Booey. Where Baba Booey said that the iPad was a bit of a stumble. <laughs> yeah. I'm stunned at the number of people that buy that dumb Apple Watch, including my wife. I know. <laughs> I've seen people with I them am all the time. stunned. I know. I mean, it makes no sense to me. <laughs> they get the Apple Watch and they Why get the alert. Why do you want that little screen? Right. Well, they get the alert and then they go right to their phone. Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't understand. My it. wife uses it sometimes as her phone and it's great for, <laughs> I don't I have know, an Apple Watch. It's great stuff. for the activities. Apple. That's why my wife has it, but I just don't get it. Apple. I, I thought it was a bit of a stumble. <laughs> yeah. It's a stumble, both. Everybody's buying it. Every, uh, you know, I, I'll tell you this. I'll never have one on my life. I'll never have one. But, Jason Bishop, the Dow Jones was down 62 yesterday. Oh, we lost that's about nuts. 10 bucks. For the week, it's plus 460. For the month, it's plus 987. <laughs> For the year, it's plus 6,180. Love For it. For the last five years, it's plus 13,000. That's good. The 401k is just jumping. That's oh, your five years. Brace for it. Little I, dip. I know it's, Brace for it. It's, it's, I know it's coming. But, Some guy yesterday. But anytime it goes down, it's going to go back up. 
just to, yeah. it's just it's I'm about bra- timing. You know what I'm bracing it's for? Also, it's, you know, you got to hold it. When it goes down, it takes years sometimes. It's about timing. Record numbers. Oh, yeah, not really. It went down in 2020. Yeah, COVID. And it's shot right back up every year. Typically, I mean, they they, they infused a lot of cash to, to prop it up. Just be wary. Big surprise, I'm gambling in my Odyssey 401k. Like when it tells you, here's your ideal mix of stocks slash bonds that you should own. You went way over on the stocks. How about, I, I own yeah. this many bonds. Thought, <laughs> that's good bonds. for you right now. You're bond. I we'll see that. I, I never look, but that's a pretty stocks. good trend since 1980, EB. There'll be some dips. Now, if, that's if, a pretty yeah. good trend. See, that's why yeah. you are, in financial analysts will listen going, you're so stupid, Bishop. But when COVID hit, yeah. I, I put 50% of my 401k into bonds mm-hmm. because I didn't want to get crushed. <laughs> into berries? Mm-hmm. I put into berries. <laughs> and then I jump. I, I pull it back out. Yeah, right? yeah. But when you kept everything in stocks. Kept it in. Yeah, you kept stonks, going up. Stonks, you, missed the, you missed the rebound. <laughs> well, I mean, 50% hit the rebound. Well, but then that's... I took it. I think I brought it back out in 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I just didn't lose. As, I didn't lose as much as you did, but I didn't gain it back as much as you did. This is true. Hey, Bickle, same yes, game sir. parlay, right? Plus two seventy five tonight. Curry to score twenty five. Okay. Uh, JP's boy Brandon Pozimski to score ten. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. He's a Santa Clara dude. He's. he's I think he's, I think he's average. He's about one of the 10. whiteies on the roster. So the only whitey I care about on that roster, I don't. I don't is Pat Spencer, the kid from uh, Loyola. You're not a Dario Saric fan, <laughs> right? Don't know him either. Oh, I know him. I've definitely done some DFS splits with him. And yeah. Pat Spencer's played one game, so he's probably not going to play. Well, he just that, got called up. That yeah. pasty so, Euro used to be on the Sixers, right? Correct. Yeah, over two rounds, over yeah. two forty two and a half for the game, and then Kuzma to score fifteen. All right, so a four way same gamer. That's a but, lot. Plays two seventy five. Ooh, That's I like that. Well, I mean, Kuzma's definitely going to score fifteen. I may steal like, that. So why don't I just do now? What, what's what's dicey is the Podzilla. Can I take to that score out? 10. Or is that a pre-made one? <laughs> no, I just put it in. Just Podzilla. Podzilla averages nine points a game. It's plus one forty. Yeah, but give him the facing the wizard sweetener. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I just I took out the wrong one. Podzilla is a great nickname. What Hold about on. Clay Thompson off the bench? Hold on. Uh, it's plus one seventy seven if you take Podzilla. Uh, I mean, so Ste- the hardest part will be Steph getting a twenty five. Well, true, but he's you know he's playing the Wizards. The he may get part, that. I know, he may get that in the first they, half. They, just sit him. <laughs> they ain't gonna sit him. He's gonna score. He might have twenty five in the first half. All right. By the way, going back to our parlay, that I, way at least you're rooting for Curry mm-hmm. to score. When right? the Wiz were getting stomped by the the Thunder, I thought that they were gonna pull Holmgren out with like twenty. Four points and nine rebounds, yeah. but luckily staying in the game got us to the ten. Yeah, we so got the ten dollars to ten k parlay still alive. How much do we have in it right now? I believe forty. No, it's 40. more than that because no, how much? Is no, it? no, no, it's fifty six. It's fifty six dollars. Okay, because, um, it was plus one plus one eighty. Oh, that's right. So plus, the next one we'll get at least hundred and twelve hundred something. Yeah. yeah, we're well on our way. And then it'll be two fifty. Yeah, we only got to win about eleven in a row. Window. And then it'll be a thousand. Yep, just win eleven in a row. Keep grinding it up. Do you want your career stats against the Wizards for Steph Curry? Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he has played. It looks like twenty four games versus the Wizards in his career. He averages twenty nine point two points. Cool. There you go. Five point two assists and four point five rebounds. Five games against. Do you have his game log? He's sure, the last bets. five, yeah. he's given you check points. Got to make sure I'm in the right column. Yeah. He's given you 32, 18, 47, Ooh. 41, and 30. It's 
It's pretty right, good. So four out of the five. He had he's one gone weird dud in there, but he yeah. generally goes off against right. the Wiz. Well, look, if you want to just. I'm going to do something. If you want to be a little bit more conservative. Yeah. And you. Now, this is the problem. And you wanted to play Curry plus 20 points, Kuzma plus 15, and then Golden State over, you know, for the game. Yeah, yeah. Then it's minus 180. Well, so that. you're not doing that. So you want to play Curry at 25. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that gets me to plus 170. Plus 177, yeah, man. Yeah. My advice to you, take a nap because you look kind of tired. Heading. <laughs> he already <laughs> looks tired. Take a nap, brother. You know that driving in this morning, I was I felt like when I do when I drive home. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. when you're so tired. Yeah, yeah. What the hell? I don't know. You might need to go to sleep earlier, brother. Yesterday I had to take a nap because I had lunch. With uh, with Tom and Squirrel, you had to get fired up for lunch. <laughs> well, I just, we had a we had a noon, um, whatever reservation. A nooner. We had a nooner reservation. I had an hour to kill. I couldn't believe how quickly I fell asleep on that nasty couch. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Mm. That was a couch I took a rest on after I popped that Zin a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, right. That couch felt uber comfortable <laughs> after I did that. Right. Oh, good. I'm sure there's been a lot of crazy activity on that couch. A lot of people passing yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of very, drool. Various states of consciousness on that couch. No black lights anywhere near that thing, please. <laughs> no, okay. absolutely not. All right, coming up on the Tuesday show, we've got Daniel Kelly, former New York Jets scout. He's the founder of FirstRoundMock.com. We will talk NFL draft with him. That's coming up at 7. He's the one who's graded Caleb Williams as a fourth rounder. Right. right. And has some controversial takes, so yep. it should be interesting. He likes Spencer Rattler as the top quarterback ah, coming out. Okay, that's a little bit of a wacky, so we'll talk to him about that at 7.20. And we'll talk some college hoops with John Fanta. He's a Fox Sports college hoops analyst. He'll be on the show at 9. When we come back, we'll get into the junk sports page, tell you how the Caps fared and more next. Let's get into the sports page brought to you by Offenbachers. You can visit them in Annapolis, Rockville, or Herndon for a huge selection of outdoor furniture, fire pits, hot tubs, and swim spas. All right, there was a big one last night. Yep. At Capital One Arena. In the NHL and Cap One. Caps are in must-win mode. It's all about must-wins. I'll tell you what, they've been scoring. I know Ottawa's not scoring of late. I know Ottawa's not good. But um, 6-3 last night over yep. Ottawa, and you had some call-ups, some injury call-ups. Uh, LaPierre had two goals for the Caps. Mm-hmm. Hendricks LaPierre. Hendricks yep. LaPierre, and they win that game 6-3. They scored four in the first. That's right, 4-2, I believe, at the end of the first. John Carlson skates in the most games ever played <clears throat> by a defenseman for the Washington Capitals, 984. He pots one. He gets on the board. Yeah, so that's nice. Post- I think it's only his fourth goal of the season. Like he hasn't scored that many this year, but it is a great accomplishment. I was listening to the pregame show right mm-hmm. here on one hundred six seven The Fan, and they were hyping it up. Who did he pass? I've already forgotten. Callie Johansson. Johansson. Yep. Callie. So number one defenseman in terms of games played, yep. and yeah, I mean six goals. It was Kemper, though, in the net. I always get a little nervous with Kemper. Like, Kemp's. they can get it back. Yeah, Meg said that there was a, a group in front of us, in mm-hmm. front of her. Uh, and she recognized them from previous times she'd been in the game. Because I guess Jim, his, those are kind of the hot seats. He, right. Mm-hmm. He gives out. And uh, they don't, they're not big uh, Kemper fans. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. They like Chucky. They like Chucky. They go, oh, Chuck Lindgren. Yeah. Well, hasn't yeah. Lindgren been basically a goal a game better? He's been substantially better. better. Yeah. From, not to my view from afar. Kemper's paycheck is better, mm-hmm. but Lindgren has put up better 
results. I just I would play I would play Darcy against the bad teams <laughs> and play Chucky against That's the good teams. That's an interesting thought. It's a and lock, play Chucky against the good teams. You're gonna see uh-huh. So you get Chucky tonight, tonight in Detroit. back to back. It's a back to backer, and Detroit's pretty good. Uh, Detroit has 70 points. So I've been paying attention, I said this yesterday, to the Metro standings more than the wild card ever since Joe B said the more realistic path for them to get into the playoffs mm-hmm. is for them to catch the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't think it's unrealistic anymore. Flyers, 30, 22, and 7, 67 points. Yep. Caps, with two less games, four points behind at 27, 21, and 9. It's definitely not unrealistic. No, I mean, right, they're right there, Matt. It's definitely doable. And you know who they play on Friday? Oh, the Flyers. The Flyers. Now that <laughs> that's is a, a must big win. game. That's a massive game. That's B G O Y. Biggest game of the year, yeah. I mean, for for where we are in the no, I would agree. Things in the I would chase, agree. I mean, that's the team directly in front of them. Biggest game of the year. Yeah, I don't yeah. think they're going to catch Tampa. Tampa's six points ahead of them, or or the Red Wings. I mean, it's possible, but well, I think the Flyers. That's the path. You're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan tonight. I know that because they're playing the Flyers. And I like the fact that the Flyers have two two of these next to the streak standings. Two L's in a row. Hopefully, it's three of them. After they face Tampa today. Right. So that'd be nice. It's a back to backer. They hopped on a plane, flew up to Detroit last night, going to play Detroit. And uh, Detroit's apparently they're pretty good, especially at home. But they've got 70 points, like I mentioned. And they are 17, 8, and 5 at home. So this will be difficult, but maybe Philly loses tonight. And so that wouldn't really mean a bunch for it. wouldn't be a huge loss if, if the Caps couldn't get it done tonight if Philly loses. If Philly wins, obviously, and it puts a little more pressure on them. But the scoring is encouraging. I can't remember who came on this show and said the magic number for this team is three. Mm-hmm. If they can just score three goals, yep. they win the vast majority of the games. And you look at the last five where they've won four out of five and they got a point in the overtime loss. They score four against Montreal, winner, six against Jersey, winner, five against Tampa, winner. The only loss is that three to two overtime loss to Florida, and then another six mm-hmm. last night. I mean, it's been an offensive explosion the last five games. Big, 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 big. So, and a lot of it early was because of Ovi, but Ovi hasn't scored the last couple games. Yeah. So he, uh, it makes and it, Meg said he had one good chance. She thought really? last night. I just it just makes it a little bit more interesting now that we're you know, absolutely we're, we're focusing more on the caps each night. I told you I've wanted to keep grasping. This mm-hmm. is exactly why they're catching a bit of a heater late. Yeah, I just hope that it continues. I am right there with you. Twenty five games left. Twenty five for the for the caps. Right, so that just makes tonight huge on a couple of different levels. But then Friday, like you said, cakes. I mean, Friday is the biggest game of the year. <laughs> absolutely. Especially, especially if Philly loses tonight and the Caps win, and then you've cut it to two points. Oh, massive. I'm just going to guess, too, that you're going to see Chucky in net against the Flyers. Yeah, you saw Darcy. A, uh, yeah, they they, they threw Darcy a bone against a yeah. bad team, as he <laughs> right. says. No, you will. Poor Darcy. I feel, I feel bad piling on him because of all the people that we've met, at MedStar over the years, at the, all the media days, and they've all been very nice. I think Darcy Kepper might be the one seed as far as nicest person. He's right up there. there. He's, yeah, he's definitely nice, nice right up there. I don't even know. I mean, Brooks, 
Brooks is pretty good with us. Super nice. Yeah, yeah of course. They're all nice. They're all great. I don't know that we've met a cat but like, that is no, but nice. he, I, like his he, friendliness he, and like his... his He's very approachable. Like he's like looking, he has a smile. He's looking you right in the eyes with his yeah. big blue dreamy eyes. He's just right. welcoming you in. That Darcy Kemper. Right. I have a hard time criticizing any, him. Any update on the TJ back injury? I've not heard anything. I wouldn't expect to see him anytime soon. Yeah, not the way he just kind of crawled off the yeah, ice. It, right. It, yeah, the optics on it were not great. But yep. you can say he's a nice guy and has dreamy eyes. He's given up 3.15 goals per game compared to 2.6 for Lindgren. You don't care about dreamy? Cakes and I care about dreamy. <laughs> yeah. All right, we like that. Yeah, sure. Hmm. It, it counts. Mm-hmm. All right, light night. You go ahead and play the loser. I'll play the guy <laughs> no, who's I'm better. I'm not stopping for playing him more. I'm just saying it hurts me to just be harsh with him and harsh about his play, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been as good as Lindgren's. Uh, a light night in college hoops last night. Um, in the ACC, Carolina gets a win over Miami and Coach L, 75-71. Actually, Carolina had a pretty big lead, and Miami went on like a 12-0 run late in that game, and then Carolina was missing some free throws to make it a little bit more interesting. R.J. Davis had 42 for the Heels. I think that's the most points a Tar Heels had in about 50 years in a game. Um, I think I heard that this morning. But uh, 75-71, tough year for Coach L after going to the Final Four last year. They're 6-12 and in the conference. Did you watch the end of the game? I saw the highlights. So the end of the game, they had a chance as North Carolina was taking foul shots. Yep. And on two occasions, Miami didn't block out, Mm. and North Carolina got offensive boards, and they had to foul them again. Yep. And then North Carolina missed free throws. And got the rebound got again, rebound. and then finally it was a four-point lead. Nothing enrages a coach more than just a simple missing a box out. Yeah. I mean, that's It doesn't that's mean basic. that Miami would have won, but they would no, have had no, a chance to shoot a game-tying three or a potential game-winning three. Yeah. And they didn't get the chance because their guys didn't block yeah. out. Miami's not not a huge team, so I'm not surprised. Was it Baycott who got those boards? For the he Eagles? got one of them. Yeah. I can't remember the other guy who got it. Locally, uh Props to Kenny Blakeney and RB, Rob Bolanis over there at Howard. They beat a 2-23 and Coppin team. All right, so you got to beat them. Yeah. Uh, so they're now 13-15, uh, and 15, but 7-4 and four in the MEAC. They're tied for second at 7-4. and four. There's three teams with 7-4 and four records, conference records, um, to beat Coppin. And then uh, Norfolk is, their, is the top team in the MEAC. So Howard still has to play Norfolk at Norfolk the last game of the year. So we'll see what that means for seeding. But mm-hmm. um, props to, to Coach uh, Kenny Blakeney uh, over at Howard to get that win. NFL news. Um, you know, free agency is starting very soon. Very soon. And uh, franchise tags are being handed out. The Bengals handed out one to T. Higgins. So the Bengals are going to franchise. They're not going to risk losing. Their number two receiver. So what does um, he get out of it? Top five money unless they come what, up with a deal. Which is what? Like $19 million a year or something? Probably that that got to be in that, yeah, in that range. 21.8. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, but Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, all expected to become unrestricted free agents here very soon. The Raiders are going to try and re-sign Jacobs, but they're not expected to tag him. Uh, franchise tag for running backs is just over $14 million. We Giants, talked about this last week. I think... There's some really good running backs that the commanders could go after. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what Adam Peters and the organization, Dan Quinn, are thinking because I would assume 
They don't re-sign Antonio Gibson. They let him no, go. I, I don't see and that And then happening. we'll see if they go with one of these premier guys or they decide to draft somebody in the fifth or sixth round, Dylan which seems to be the trend. Loeb. <laughs> That's your guy. <laughs> he, um, hey, the perfect fill-in for Antonio I'm Gibson. I'm going to assume that they are not going to spend big money on a free agent running back or spend high draft capital on seven. No, they back. probably won't. They have so much money. I saw one of the NFL analysts predicting that it was going to be kind of a spending spree yeah actually for the commanders because they got all the cap space so i would guess i'm telling you i'd be intrigued if they added saquon but i would have to prioritize offensive line and and edge rushers over spending i think saquon is gonna now that's why you do it later saquon's looking for money he obviously wants to get paid but i would see him going to a team where he thinks all right i can win right away right it's tired of being saddled with the why couldn't you do both like you give uh if you've got, remember, we didn't really talk about this yesterday, but the salary cap went up even more than yeah. expected. 14%. So it's way up there. So they, they have more than $80 million to spend. So why couldn't you get your top guard in free agency mm-hmm. and a running back? Because I feel like I can get a comparable running back and pay him nine hundred k out of college <laughs> instead of paying a running back Do you, 8 or $10 million. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I'm Just, still intrigued by Zach Moss, though, Cakes. I'm intrigued by him. He's... I like. I Zach would be Moss. too because he, I don't think he's going to command huge dollars. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get big. What big if money. I um, would? You, I want to take credit for this. Okay, <laughs> sure. The, the day we <laughs> talked about Dylan, the Commanders talked to the uh to the their agent. Ah, uh-huh. okay. The day we talked about him, I mean he he sounds like My a guy. Is I don't know for an hour. I don't know if they'll pick him, but he sounds like a guy that makes yeah. sense. Like he'll probably be picked in what the third but, through fourth mm, rounds. Maybe I think fifth? they're projecting fourth, fifth, sixth. Right. That, <clears throat> that's that's where you dart throw at a running back. Hey, Jason, is that just coincidence? Quinky ding. I think oh, it you is. Want to take credit for them actually talking to him. I mean, I don't think they take draft <laughs> uh, recommendations from radio guys. They probably shouldn't. Yeah. I don't think they do. I think but I'm, I know they listen. I'm guessing they probably knew who he was, but I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Get a back padding machine. Uh, Adam Peters does not listen. There's just no way. Sure. <laughs> he just got here. Right. Not yet. Dan Quinn, maybe, because he got a seagull here. <laughs> maybe he's a big fan of the hey, how, how are we doing on, on getting DQ on the show? We st- it shouldn't be hard. I mean, I would think. Coming we, on Wednesday. Look at that. That's Coming tomorrow. on tomorrow? Yes, I believe CK told me on Friday that DQ tomorrow is going to be on Very Wednesday. Very good. Now, the first question is going to be. If you think if, I'm not going to ask him about Shelly's Circle Bar. <laughs> No, no, you have to. First question should be Does he remember which, you interviewing him in college? Because like, think about it, in college, how many he's interviews not, did he do? He's not going to remember. But. Yeah, but you might remember because he's done a million interviews. But in college, yeah, I mean, there, was, only, like, there was only one uh, right. on campus sports yeah. show. Right, he probably remembers yeah. it. Maybe. I should say scheduled for tomorrow. Scheduled. Right, of course. Everything's scheduled. Yeah, got right. it. Got it. We got it. Um, I like it. I wonder where all these. All these coaches. I mean, they they have twenty new coaches. Right. Wonder where they're all looking to live. Now, the DQ of the world, <laughs> DQs of the world. Yeah. They're going to McLean or you know sure. Vienna. Baller. Well, don't they but, go to Creighton or wherever that is? Look, I mean, maybe they go to Creighton. Now, Creighton, that's big dollars. I mean, that's, yeah. You better be like oh, he's got think, head coach or one of the. Yeah, I'm not saying he couldn't go to Creighton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, some of these assistants aren't going to Creighton. These assistants, I would definitely rent. Um, like condo. Kingsbury strikes Kingsbury. <laughs> Strikes me as is he single, married? I don't even I think know. He's, I think he's got a girlfriend, but like, I think he's, he's got a hottie. Like, he's I would not think married. he would want to. He would want to live like in Clarendon. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not probably going to live like in Ashburn. <laughs> he doesn't want to live in Clarendon. No, he he's like forty-five. Wa- he would want to live there. No, no, he's not going to want to live there because <laughs> he's almost our age. 
Yeah, but he's single. You think? <laughs> no, I think well, he's got he's a, he had a young girlfriend. I think he's like, living with his girlfriend. He's like McVeigh. Hey, why, why is Arlington always the default for cakes? Anyone? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone? It seems like, it seems like a like a hip place to live. I can I see him. I, I can see him going to Ashburn or okay. Leesburg or maybe Reston. Here's my read mm. on him. As flashy as his home was, that he ain't we going all to Clarendon because to go to the park every day. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody listens. Hold on, remember, Nobody I'm listens. listening to you. As flashy as his home was when they did the draft yeah, on I love Zoom, that home. and we so all saw that home. And sleek. The so guy, like... his personality, he's a total dud. Sure. He's not going out there and partying. Yeah. He's got a hey, hot Cliff's girlfriend. Hey, Don Tito again. Yeah, he's not doing all that. He's not the life of any party. Spider Kelly's. That yeah. guy's personality so blows. World's worst read by Cake. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. He's that guy's five. He guy's hey, just living. Hey, Cliff, let's catch the Commanders game at Bronze and Beer Hall. He's hanging out with Awad. <laughs> I saw. I may have missed. I'm I may have all missed about on that one. Kingsbury being the OC. Yeah, but that personality <laughs> is brutal. Yeah, brutal. It's not great. Yeah, <laughs> they're all going to be living within like five miles of the park. Yeah, you, nobody's nobody's they're probably going to move into my, on my block. Some fifty year old <laughs> guy. Let's get a slice of Big Tony's. <laughs> The pizza banging. You know what? I just won't guess where guys are going to live anymore. No, no. I, you should do more of it, actually. Where do you think uh, Joe Witt? Where, where do you think Joe guys, Witt is a family man. He's going to live in Ashburn. Lock. He's going to live one minute from the park. He's All right. Gonna... Is there any other yeah, guys? Any other, like, uh, who else? High profile guy. Yeah, Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. No, David Blau. He yeah. might go to Arlington. But yeah, I don't know. But maybe Savita Pritchard. Is he still with that like sprinter girlfriend of his? Probably. Maybe, maybe he's settled down. I think I don't it's know. A, is that his, is, wife? Is his girlfriend? Maybe. Might How be his old wife. is Brian Johnson? Mid mid late thirties, maybe mid, early forties. I think mid to late. Uh huh. Where do you think Brian Johnson? He's gonna live in <laughs> Manassas. That's <see>. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> another no. outlying suburb of no. Ashburn. Manassas. He's going to Manassas. Middleburg. Or he likes horses. <laughs> yeah, he loves horse country. Don't they all just kind of like horse trade their own, like from one coach to the other coach? You think I don't know? I don't know. Rent their each other's houses. Assistants know. are probably renting. <laughs> yeah, they should. I would yeah. think. Kingsbury did get a, a, allegedly a three-year deal, though. No, not the yeah. coordinators. I mean the assistants. Oh, those guys should totally rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't They buy. should rent a room. Like the enemy? He, uh, <laughs> not even a... The enemy, it's a lock he rented. 100%. There's no yeah. way he bought. Maybe. The enemy, he must have been an old town guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was so old school. <laughs> For that old offense? Yeah. Old crusty offense? I'm never going to live that one Kicks, hold on before you go to break. i got to <laughs> give you the Nats update from yesterday. All right. They lose 6-3, but who cares about the result? Couple of the young guys, James Wood again didn't hit a homer, but he uh, he actually played center field yesterday, which is interesting. Uh, but he went one for one, and then Brady House, mm-hmm. who's one of the top prospects for the Nats, third baseman, went one for three. A couple Are these RBIs. young kids going to be ballers in like two years? Well, they're hoping. Brady House is twenty. What about Cruz? Cruz did not play yesterday. What's wrong with that dude? Nothing. He just didn't play. Um, but you said he didn't play the day before, too. I thought no, he played. Yeah, he played in game two. He did. This is the third game, right? Yeah, he played in the first two. All right. And Joey Gallo, your boy Joey Gallo, did play. Went over three with two Ks. Well, that's what he does. I want to throw that out there. <laughs> but JoJo Gray was good yesterday. JoJo two innings, two hits allowed, five Ks. JoJo, everybody says, but nice guy. So there you go. JoJo lives for JoJo. in JoJo lives in Annandale. How <laughs> 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 would I know? Right, when we come back, we'll get into Storage Wars NFL Rookie Edition. We'll get into that next here on The Fan. Valdez, did you know that buying storage lockers was still a thing? I was unaware that people are still doing the Storage Wars bit. 
Well, you thought just because the TV show was basically over, I that, mean, that no one does. Can that you anymore? tell me somebody you know who's done it? I know it's a bit that people do. I mean, but... I don't know anybody personally that's done it, but there was a, a story making the rounds on Twitter and social media about a TikToker who put in a bid. I think it was eighteen hundred eighty dollars for an abandoned storage locker. Yeah, that apparently belonged to a former Michigan player. Who was drafted by the Cowboys? Is it Maisie Smith? Is that how you pronounce his name? Okay, M A Z I Smith. All right. I think he's the twenty third pick in the most recent NFL draft. Right. right. There was a bunch and, of valuable stuff in there. Well, he he put a bid on it because at the at the very front of the locker, for those uninitiated that yeah. don't know about storage wars, they don't allow you to go into the locker. They'll pop the the door on it. They'll let you look at it, mm-hmm. and then you can place bids. Well, this guy saw the locker, and at the very front of the locker was this big gun safe. Right. Which, I mean, even if there aren't guns in it, like a big gun safe like that is probably retails for, I don't know, 500 bucks, $1,000, whatever. It's an expensive item. Mm-hmm. I got an item. So he he buys this locker for $1,880, and he starts sifting through the boxes, and all it is is like, like rare, like player-issued cleats, from the University of Michigan, like Travis Scott, Jumpman cleats, like just the the shoes alone that he found in the locker could go for like over twenty thousand dollars. Wow, you're kidding? No, and he's like he's like this is a freaking gold mine. So now the news is getting back to the the draft pick who uh-huh. I guess missed payments on the locker. So then I guess the people who own the locker are like, well, you're not paying for it anymore. We have to put it up for bid. Somebody can come claim your property. Now he's going to try to get the property back from the dude who paid almost two grand for the locker. What do you think that guy's going to say? He's going to be like, no, no chance. You, you missed your payments on you're, your locker. Yeah, you're your, getting zippy. Your stuff is now mine. You're getting zippy. Yeah. I'm not giving you jack. I was unaware jack. that the, uh, the storage wars thing was still a bit. That people well, were like going around speaking of placing shoes. bids on lockers. Speaking yeah. of shoes, Drabby, did you see the story? All right. So this guy, he... Um, he agrees to sell some shoes to somebody he he contacted online. Okay. All right. All right. He lives in McLean. All right. This guy lives in McLean. Mm-hmm. He agrees to go down to D.C. L Street. Okay. To meet this whoever this guy is. Sounds like some he's fake about to take an L. Some fake me out. Right. At midnight. Last night. Okay. All right. So he goes down to L Street at midnight. Meets the guy. He's oh, popping his trunk to get the shoes out. Right. And of course, three other guys jump out with guns. Right. Well, why right. did he do it at midnight? He's this guy's a, an idiot. Uh-huh. But hold on, it gets better. Yeah. So then he goes to you know he he gets duct taped, <laughs> zip tied. I mean that sounds. They throw awful. him in the back of his car. I would cry. They say <laughs> they got guns. They say take right. us to your house. All right. Oh, no. I saw. I read this story. Yeah. Okay. Go so ahead. they go all the way to McLean to his house. And McLean's not, you know. Uh, cheap living. Right. I mean, he might have a nice, pr- pretty nice place. Mm-hmm. They steal a bunch of stuff, money. Then they drop him off in PG County. I think, I don't know where they, I thought it was Capitol Heights, but okay. who knows. And then they just dump him there. Right. Right. And now they're gone. He now, should, now there's pictures. They didn't kill him. They didn't kill him. But he goes at midnight, meets these guys to sell shoes. They force him all the way back to his house, steal a bunch of stuff from his house, and then they drive him back to PG County, dump him off. He was held for eight hours. Yeah. Why? 
What? Well, I just would never. By the way, they're going to catch all those guys, right? Because there's, there's got to be a digital pictures. trail. There's oh, pictures of them, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they'll catch them. I mean, but how still, dumb are why they? would you agree to meet somebody at midnight to sell shoes out of your trunk in D.C.? I don't know. He, he's got to be the why, dumbest why man you alive. Craig's listening to your shoes in You would sell stuff out of your trunk in the past. Would you yeah, ever meet somebody? Yeah, daylight. Yeah. He's, the, he's the seller. He's not the buyer. Yeah, right. You can't be the buyer showing up in D.C. at midnight. No, this guy was the seller, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the seller. Okay, well, the, well, that's the same. Again, the seller you're not going to agree to go to DC. Dictate the terms of, of where course. the buy and the exchange takes place. Of course, like you know, dumb on his what part. Did, what did Coach Callahan say? I got to be the dumbest man <laughs> dumbest, alive. Or, yeah. Yeah. I also I'm don't like the here. fact that it's all over the news, and those guys haven't been caught. They know where his house is. I wouldn't be oh. going back to my house waiting for those guys to come back by or something. That, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they've got. That's what my mom freaked there. out about when she couldn't when she lost track of her purse. Her mm-hmm. big fear is if someone's you know. I was like, who cares? You get a new license. She goes, yeah, but then they know where I live. You know, so that's always her big fear about losing her license or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. That's, I mean, that's, that was one of the top stories. We've got to be the morning. dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. Right. Yeah. Well, this guy's the dumbest guy in America. Just don't meet people to sell stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's rule number one. I mean, are you that desperate to sell shoes? Yeah, but don't you have people showing up to your house to pick up stuff all the time? He does. He does. My wife does. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dangerous house that he lives in. (laughs) You do have strangers. It's a little different than driving into D.C. at midnight. But you're doing it on your home turf. No, I wouldn't do what you're doing anyway, but. Well, I'm not (laughs) doing it. My wife does it. (laughs) Yeah. That's why most people go to Harris Teeter. Right. Or wherever. Yeah, you go somewhere in the middle of the day. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that this guy, these guys will get caught, but um, they haven't been caught yet. Thank God they didn't kill him. They showed some mercy. They did. I wonder how much cash they got away with. <laughs> I don't know, but. I mean, they were driving around for eight hours. Do they really think they're not going to get caught? I mean, do criminals think about that? Obviously, they don't. I, yeah, I don't think they think about the repercussions. Maybe that's a big reason why I'm not a criminal. I always think about repercussions. <laughs> right. The wheels are always turning. Sure. I could be a smooth criminal. <laughs> you could? You could be but, a Michael Jackson. But I, I wouldn't be just a criminal. Solid. All right. All right, don't forget, coming up later in today's show, we'll talk some college hoops with John Fanta. That's coming up at 9 a.m. He's from Fox Sports. And we'll talk some NFL draft Daniel Kelly. He is the founder of FirstRoundMock.com. He will join us coming up at 720 here. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The fam. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to cropmetcalf.com. You can join their team today. We'll be joined by Daniel Kelly. Founder of FirstRoundMock.com. He's got interesting takes. Scout. He loves Spencer Rattler. Mm-hmm. He says uh, he likes Joe Milton. Okay. Joe Milton's an athletic freak. He's like Anthony Richardson-ish. Yeah, he's a big dude. And I saw him doing a backflip. Like he can do any, you know, we we're talking about Drake May throwing the ball 80. Mm-hmm. I think Joe Milton's one of those guys. Um, I don't know what his accomplishments were in college because yeah. he's certainly not hyped like the other guys, but we're having him on because he's got a different take on Caleb Williams. Mm-hmm. He's got a different take on Drake may. Now I think he believes Drake may maybe he's a late first rounder or worthy okay. of that grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'd be interesting to get his take on it because there are a lot of guys who have different well, what, takes. What are the, what's the latest? Like we had kind of, at least <clears throat> in my brain, I had settled on this notion that we're going to be quarterbacks go basically one, two, three. But maybe I think I'm that's wrong. still expected. Maybe I'm wrong. If everyone's trashing these guys, yeah, I don't know. Cakes is telling me the the Merrill Hodge interview we did yesterday. All the draft geeks were getting worked up for it on oh, social. Oh, went viral it big got, time. Got some traction. I had no idea. Went crazy. viral. Everybody's been reporting about it. The, yeah. He said he wouldn't take um, Drake May in the first round. That yep. was the yeah. big thing. How about the part part where he said that it, uh, Lamar Jackson would never win a Super Bowl? <laughs> I think in Baltimore that would uh, raise some eyebrows. Probably right? would. So there's more, you know, people weighing in on Drake May. This is from former NFL quarterback Kurt Benkert. Mm-hmm. Here's what he has to say about Drake May. Quote, he's a more athletic Mason Rudolph with less arm talent and a lot less accuracy. Mm. That is not a good comp. No. Now, again, this is this is Kurt Benkert, a guy who's, you know, probably been a second or third stringer for a few teams in the NFL. I don't know his I remember, his exact I remember him at UVA. Maybe he was at Green Bay for a while. Maybe. He played, I think Atlanta, he, he, maybe. He, he really didn't play in the NFL. He right. was on four or five teams. He's actually a gamer now okay. with over 200,000 followers on YouTube. Okay. Hmm. So he must be making bank gaming. But success as a college quarterback and then yeah. – was in the NFL, mostly the practice squads. I think I saw he had two snaps. It looks like he just kneeled on the ball at the end of the game because literally it's two snaps for negative one yards rushing. So I'm guessing he just got in victory formation. Yeah. Is, was the only time is he that actually the only quarterback in the NFL. He, he touched on was May. I mean, I'd, I'd have to look at his account, but he has he has some That's more the one notes. that he broke down. He has more yeah. notes on May, and I don't have to go through all of them, but a few of them are. He says he has a lot of backyard football in his game but doesn't have the athletic upside that I think it requires to live in that world as often as he does. Says he's super raw with his footwork and pocket presence. His ball placement needs serious improvement. But on the positive side, he said, however, dude will stand in there and take a hit while delivering across the middle. Mm -hmm. He's a third down threat as a runner, which is a checked box in the NFL. Mm -hmm. He says, I see the potential upside, but he's got a ways to go to reach it. Well, well, I, I know you didn't well, like my analogy it's, it's last week. It's funny how some guys hate certain players. Yeah. You know, like 
you know, Merrill Hodge doesn't think it's a May is a first rounder. Quarterbacks. This guy Banker doesn't think he's he's a first rounder, but well, Orlovsky thinks he's the best quarterback in the draft. And so, I know, right? I mean, it's just crazy. It, but this is kind of how I see all of these things. And I know Cakes didn't like my analogy last week, but I said Stroud and Richardson were both drafted high, right? Stroud was drafted based on his college production. Richardson was drafted because he was a project, really because of his size and his arm strength. So to me, the production guy this year is Jaden Daniels. And I'm not saying his game is like C.J. Stroud's, but he's the production guy. And the project guy, it's it's actually Drake May because all the guys who believe Drake May should be the top choice, they're not saying this is because of what he did in college. They're saying it's because of his size. It's because of his arm strength. It's because of what they think he might be able to become. Mm-hmm. It's not because of what he's already done. Well, he didn't put up the stats that Caleb and Daniels did. Right? And there are and then a lot of there people, are people like we're going to have on later today. Yeah. I think Spencer Rattler. He certainly wasn't. He's not going to be drafted based on production, no, <clears throat> or size. I mean, he's well, tiny compared to these other guys. So it's again, and I've said this a million times. It just everyone is different. Everyone thinks some people love Caleb Williams. Some people think he's a fourth round pick. Some people love Drake May. Some people wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. Um, some people love Jaden Daniels. Some think people think he's he's too fragile. Um, it's just they just got to go out and prove it. The, you know. I, I think um, Daniel Kelly, who's the former Jet scout, who we're going to have on at 720, uh, he points out with Drake May, it's not the be-all and end-all. His stats aren't the be-all and end-all. But red flags when you see touchdowns go down, interceptions go up, completion percentage goes down mm-hmm. from a year-to-year basis. Well, well, he only played two years. It's, you know, it's not like he played five years. Actually, Ben Kirk is is super popular on social media, and what what I think is intriguing about him is that he very recently was playing football. Right, Right. he was very recently in QB rooms. Mm -hmm. You know, I I guess he's a Packers fan because he played on the Packers and he was in a room with with Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's definitely uh, he he does a great job because he's so savvy with social media of breaking down the videos and lining stuff up. And, and showing the difference or similarities between Mason Rudolph and Drake May. But one of the things that he caught my eye is he said, just because your, your QB is 6'4", somewhat athletic and can throw far, doesn't mean he's going to be your next Josh Allen or Herbert. Most of you are letting that pipe dream cloud your judgment. Mm-hmm. He said that r- right after his Drake May review. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I want to say it was either him or it might be the guy who we have coming up at 720 that said, too, that the ball, even though he's big and he's strong, that the ball doesn't explode off his arm like some of the others. And I want to say Merrill Hodge said that he has a little bit of a hitch. Drake May. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I, I mentioned this after the show. I want us to put our grading chops on the line. You guys have been making fun of me for years. I'm willing to jump back in if you guys also jump back in. So here's what I suggest. I suggest we each take the top three quarterbacks and we... Critique them on the show, maybe, and then we, Mike Mark can put it in a little blog or something, make a video out of it, mm-hmm. and then we each go on record, and we do our pros and cons of the top three quarterbacks, and where we project them, where did we, th- what, what we compare them to, and where we think they're going to be. You should expand it. I, I was telling about these this last week. We should have a QB ladder where you take your five or six or seven QBs, whatever it is, stack them wherever you want, and then 
then it lives. I'm willing to do three. You're really trying to stretch me out well, here. You act, we all know that the other quarterbacks have just as good a shot as I know, as but these Jane are the Daniels top. Or, the thanks. reason why I say these because these I think are the ones that the Commanders are interested in drafting potentially. <laughs> they got guys saying JJ's going to go in the top ten. Well, yeah, we don't know. So yeah. you want to add what Penix and JJ, and probably Bo Nix in there as well. I think I, I, Ben Kirk loves Bo Nix. I saw somebody that was loving Bo Nix. You guys want to do that? Uh, uh, it's good. You're adding you it you for me, but you don't have to have those in your ladder. It's you could watch you know, five guys, and you know, Jane Daniels might not be in your. Top Maybe five. you'll fall in love with somebody at the combine, like Joe Milton. <laughs> yeah, an unknown climbs uh, up your you, ladder. Jason, would you be willing to do it? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're all going to say the same things. I think about all of them, but okay. That's might, but then I yeah, want you know, to some of us might have project. a more keen scouting eye than others. Yeah, that's what I know. want to try to see if we can determine that. The thing is, is I kind of agree with what Ben Kirk said. I think it's always been my thought that, and I, you know, Merrill Hodge agreed with me yesterday. I think it's pretty obvious. The number one trait you need to be able to do is process under pressure. Arm strength's overrated, in my opinion. Size is overrated. My, none of that matters if you can't process under pressure. And the problem is that's very difficult to ascertain in this co- in these college films, and because they just they, yeah they, they, they run in bubble screens sure and you know guys are running wide open they got all day to throw it's I think very I'm, difficult to I, find I, I, I think I'm slowly being talked out of Drake May and sliding <laughs> towards Jaden Daniels just here's the Jake's Jake, read some of the Ben Kurt stuff he adds also here are a couple other things he said. I don't think you read this part. He's super raw with his footwork and pocket presence. His ball placement needs serious improvement. But if you go further down, he goes, I see the potential upside, but he's got a ways to go to reach reach it. He also needs to be in a good situation with a good coach and probably a quarterback in front of him to mentor him to get caught up to speed. Ideally, he ends up in a Jordan Love situation, sits for a few years, cleans his game up, well, learns yeah, behind that's, the that's scenes. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't like and that then he plan. writes... If he goes to a bad team early in round one and is forced to play, that may be all I mean, she if, wrote. If he slips late first round, that's different. But if he's going top three, he's not sitting behind whatever starter I mean, unless he completely flubs into the combine, I don't see any way <clears throat> he drops out of the top three. That's just Ben Kurt's opinion. And I, I, I like that he's sticking to it. Somebody joned on him and showed the Drake May video and said less arm talent than Mason Rudolph, though. And this is where he said he can throw far. His release is slow. Both can be true. Well, I don't know any. I don't know why anybody would say he's not athletic or can't run. Drake May can run. Mm-hmm. I mean, when no, he said that, in maybe the end not of his critique. He can run on third down. Yeah. Well, he can run on first down. He can run. He's an athletic guy. Now he's not Jaden Daniels. Right. Yeah, he's but, not that level. But but he's an athletic. He's a plus for runner. his for his size, yeah. he's athletic. Right. The reason why I like Daniels is because, like, you're seeing it here with Justin Fields. Like, Justin Fields is okay as a passer. You know, he's hit or miss sometimes. But he he's always able to be saved. Hell, they may not even select any of these guys because of that running ability. Mm-hmm. Is, prop, is keeping that career alive. The it's rushing, keeping the hope alive. The rushing element provides a floor that the other guys just yes. that the pure so for pocket Daniels passers don't being have. being so good with his legs, I think, gives you such a higher floor, even if he bombs out. Passing, maybe he's inconsistent. That running is going to give him more of a floor. Mm-hmm. Even though Drake Bacon run, he doesn't run like Jaden Daniels. Maybe no. all this stuff's going to change. You know, 
Uh, EB brought up a good point to Cakes yesterday when Cakes was kind of slamming the guy we're going to have on now. He's like, well, he doesn't know as much as Adam Peters or he'd be a GM. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, Adam Peters could have the same opinion. Here's Banker he could. who says, by the time the combine is done, we may see Spencer Rattler up there. What is I give me his uh his MO or, or give me like his uh, vitals like you say he's tiny yeah, what's his deal give me what is what's his deal I like? don't know he might be 61 So it's same size as Caleb Well yeah, but he's, he's he doesn't he doesn't weigh as much as Caleb I don't okay, think Okay so he's a little thinner Yeah But he's the same height as Caleb Correct But they list him at 61217 So I on assume this by being slighter build he's probably his arm is probably not as strong as Caleb's I'm just assuming he's not. He's not. In my opinion, he's not Caleb. He got benched for Caleb Williams, right? And then he went to South Carolina, and he he was okay. But yeah, I saw but him play. Did Joe some Burrow get benched for Dwayne Haskins? <clears throat> he did. Wasn't that yes, the thing? Correct. Yeah, but Joe Burrow went and won a national championship. I'm, I'm and, just and, saying, and threw sixty it, touchdowns. Just because you got benched for the guy doesn't mean that you can't be a baller. I don't know. I don't know anything about Spencer I mean, Rattler. I mean, I, I was never name. impressed by Spencer Rattler. You know what? He's got number one <clears throat> draft pick name. Definitely a great name. That's a freaking. Unbelievable. Ne- by the way, I've never Bo seen. Bo Nix is a great name. I've never seen a cockier guy. My name was Bo Nix. But was Spencer Rattler featured on like the Netflix, like a Netflix uh, special? I think so. One of those quarterback He dudes? was the, like in high school, he was the cockiest dude I've ever seen. And like, he, he was the like, cockier than that kid from uh, that went to all the, all the high school. One you were obsessed with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Take that was the. He wasn't cockier than that. No, no, no. Spencer gave... Rattler is the biggest, was the biggest poison. The worst. Yeah. Yeah. Tate Martell. Like, or, oh, it way jumped worse than off the workout. screen at you. Really? Go yeah, back he's and doing watch it. He's doing workouts with his teammates screaming at him, telling them they suck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I know guys like that. Yeah. He's a bad teammate. At least he was in high school. Right. Now, it sounds like he's, you know, he's... He's mellowed he's, out. He's had to eat a few he's probably, sandwiches He's probably years, matured a little bit. He, yeah, he's been humbled. Uh-huh. He's been humbled, and right. I think Are you holding grown, that against him? <clears throat> holding him bit. being a D-bag in high school? No. Okay. I mean... Who wasn't it? Who wasn't a d bag at some point in high school? Most mm. people probably were, not to his level, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's matured now. I, I would think at least a little bit. All right, so but are we all in on this? We grab, why don't you assign us a date for our homework, and then we'll each come in. What do you want? You guys want us to rank what? Top five quarterbacks? Top seven? What do you want? I think the more the better. You can get a better outlook do, on what here, people so think. And you might, you might a, hit a lot on. of questions. Do we all have to watch the same exact <clears> thing? <throat> like, how's that, how does this work? No, I is think you independent, do like your just, own independent research. Yeah, independent research. What, mm, more, the, more you, the more tape you watch, the more informed your opinion might be, Kate. It's going to be more on the ranking, less on actual breaking down film and all that. But <clears> but that's the only way so you once, can get to your ranking. Once well, we rank sure, them, yeah, but, then, then where do we go from there? I'm going to get some wood slats. With some, you could interchangeable names, and you're going to hang it okay. behind you, All right. and it's going to live there for three years. Okay, for who and then you, we're going to brag. Yeah, yeah. About about who has the, the best, best draft ladder. evaluator in 2024? All right, I like it. I I'm, like I'm, the concept. I, I, I didn't watch much of JJ McCarthy, but when I did watch him, I did like. Here's him. what I saw him do: he had the ball, handed off. <laughs> you know what somebody pointed out? He threw more. Pa- I think I heard. I think I heard Finley talk about did. this. I think he passed more than J.J. Daniels did. Who did? J.J. McCarthy. I One of these guys that's up there in the top that's three right, or four, but... <laughs> he, pass, he, had, he had more pass attempts than those guys. <laughs> they think... handed off. Listen, I know what, I know what you're, you're obsessing on, yeah. that they had a great running game at mm-hmm. Michigan. They did. They probably also had the ball a ton. And I, One of these top guys, he had more pass attempts then. 
I'd have to I look that up. I thought it was Jaden Daniels. Am I right about that, <laughs> Drabby? Not sure. So it's not like J.J. Mm, McCarthy yes, only threw 150 right, times. Yeah. Cakes, did you want to pay me a dollar or something? No, I didn't put one well, do- Yeah, but Jaden Daniels had big plays. That's the reason. He had big plays. I mean, he was throwing 50-yard touchdowns. Okay. So they were scoring a lot more and scoring quicker. You know, J.J. McCarthy's an offense where it was kind of methodical, and they're running the ball out. Yeah. But in other words, he still dropped back more than Jaden Daniels did. It wasn't like all he did was handoff. That's all I'm saying. No, I'm, I'm not saying that either. But, I, mean, I understand that offense was geared. If you're basing it on production. It's not you're not drafting them on production. All right, we come back. But, we'll but talk- who knows? I mean, these all these players they might switch spots. I mean, we have no idea. Of course. Right now, all the mock drafts tell us one thing, but that could that could change obviously on draft. Everybody thought Ben Johnson was going to be the head coach here. Everybody thought that. <clears throat> I wish he was the head coach here, but everybody was wrong. I've, I've grown to like Dan Quinn. Who I- I believe is scheduled to be on the show tomorrow at some scheduled. point. We'll tell That's you awesome. the time for that uh, later. That's TBD. We will continue to talk NFL draft next. Daniel Kelly, former New York Jets scout and founder of firstroundmock.com. He'll join us next on the. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Coming up later in today's show, we'll give you a chance to win two tickets to go see Luke Bryan. His Mind of a Country Boy tour touches down at Jiffy Lube Live Saturday, June 22nd. So keep listening. We will prompt you when to call in to win those tickets. Can I just point out quickly how a lot of things in the NFL media is nonsense? Sure. Remember all the Belichick rumors that he was going to take over the Chiefs? I do remember those rumors, yes. Andy Reid is about to sign an extension. Yeah, it's going to make him the highest paid coach in the league. He's not retiring anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, well, well I mean, he said he had no intention. So yeah, you've got right. Patrick Mahomes yeah, I mean, in his prime. Like it, it kind of makes sense. That to was hang one on person. For a few more years. I think that was one person who threw out the rumor that you know he's going to go. He's going to go back it. and spend time with his grandson. I liked it. That was just one person. There was some logic to it. Yeah, there was logic. I but liked it. We were just kind of throwing it out there. But the other part of me was, was he doesn't care that was, much about his family because his family's kind of a disaster. Was it Florio? It might have been Florio. That said that? that yeah, that, that, that threw he the dart at the board. <laughs> I was going to say, it, it makes sense if it was Florio because Florio... He just throws all kinds of stuff out. No, he just tries. I don't think he makes stuff up. He just tries to connect the dots. Yeah, he's likes a, to play, play kind of like story time. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have any sources that was... Florio gets that. killed for it, but the same thing Peter King was doing with, hey, uh, you know, I don't have any sources, but maybe the Bears Peter are going to trade twice. I don't think is known like I know, Florio. but I'm just saying a lot of people do that. But point is, 
I think it was more than one person was was running with the Belichick potentially could be the Chiefs coach if Andy Reid retires. It became kind of in vogue to talk about it, and he's going to sign a big fat extension and probably make twenty million a year. I'm sure he was, and he probably deserves it. All right, let's head over to the BetQL guest hotline. We are joined by Daniel Kelly, former <clears throat> New York Jets scout. He's the founder of FirstRoundMock.com at FirstRoundMock. On Twitter, and he just tweeted a picture of his his radio, a live picture of his radio studio. It looks a lot like uh, a breakfast nook or a, <laughs> uh, a kitchen table with a laptop and some uh, some handwritten he's notes. Got a lot of weird notes, and I do like the fact that he's he's doubling down. He's got both uh, coffee and orange juice to start the morning. What's mm. up, Daniel? How are you? Hey, I'm doing really well, guys. Thank you so much, and. And yes, the uh, notes are um, are science all by themselves. <laughs> are we sure you're not a serial killer with these? <laughs> I mean, he's got like it looks like spiral notebook. Yeah, he's got loose. He's leaf. got the old school loose leaf. Yeah, he's, you know what? That tells me like an eccentric brain that 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 is at work here. So I kind of like it. Hey, before we get into some of your opinions on these quarterbacks, and the reason we're having you on is because the Commanders have the number two pick. And we expect them to take one of these quarterbacks. It's been hyped up to be Jaden Daniels or Drake May, assuming Caleb Williams goes number one. And you've got a lot of different opinions, and we'll get into that. Give us your credentials on how you became an NFL scout. Like, what did you do before? How did you become an NFL scout for the Jets? Yeah, absolutely. I'll be happy to um, to our listeners. Uh, grew up in Minnesota, a fanatical fan of the Washington back when they were the Redskins. I had this tremendous passion for football, played one year of high school football, was no good at it, uh, played left bench. My claim to fame was dropping an interception. <laughs> uh, barely uh, mm-hmm. passed through uh, um, high school, went to a small community college, had a chance to intern for six months, unpaid internship with Tony Dungy uh, off a, a local uh, um, fan radio station. Uh, the first 32 callers calling, you can represent a team on the air. I went out to Winter Park to represent the Jacksonville Jaguars in 1995 on the radio. I know the corner of my eye, I saw Tony Dungy. Uh, he just took a liking to my scouting reports. I had sent in to uh, a former G- GM of the Redskins, Charlie Casserly, mm-hmm. and uh, he invited me into his um, office uh, for a six-month unpaid internship. And then uh, went back to the real world, uh, selling Kirby vacuum cleaners door-to-door, uh, couch surfing, ended up at 24 years old at Bank America, and ended up writing a 350-page uh, self-published draft guide in 1998 and sent out three personalized copies of my quote-unquote resume uh, with no guarantees to every team in the NFL, and that's how I landed my job with the New York Jets and pro scouting. Oh, look at that. Wow. That's self-made. Self-made scout. I There's a lot it. of guys, I mean, yeah. casually – but himself, Cassidy of yeah. course, worked his way up. All right, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. Um, but let's start with who might be a realistic play for the commanders. It seems like the conventional wisdom is, at number two, they would select either Drake May or Jaden Daniels. Let's start with your Jaden Daniels assessment because it's different. You have a fifth-round grade on him, I believe, or maybe it's a third-round grade. Tell us about Jaden yeah, Daniels and what you don't like. Yeah, I have a third round grade. You're right. You're right on him. Um, and the things about him is there's no question that he's the best runner in this draft class. Mm-hmm. There's no question he's the best deep ball thrower in this draft class. But the thing of it is, I've evaluated James Daniels going all the way back to ASU in 2021. And when you look at over three seasons, you look at the full body of work. That's where my concerns begin with Jaden Daniels. 
the big concerns are number one, his frame. Mm-hmm. This guy looks like the most, you know, the thinnest, most slender, most frail frame quarterback I've seen in 40 plus years um, in, in the National Football League. And I know there's comparisons of Lamar Jackson, what Lamar looked like coming out, the pictures, whatnot. The thing of it is about Lamar is he plays the game like he's filled with anxiety. That's my concern about him not being able to put on more, you know, bulk to his frame. And the concern is, is we all remember, of course, from RG3, every time I close my eyes, I don't do it a lot when I watch film, obviously, but when I do close my eyes, all I can see is RG3 in that catastrophic injury that happened to him that, of course, we probably all remember. And so, and this guy doesn't just run as a hobby. You know, he, he had 617 carries, I believe, in college. And, and so this guy runs quite a bit. And the concern how this translates to the NFL game is when you, the, the bigger concern is when he's in the pocket. And this is something I saw in Kenny Pickett in, 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 you know, when he came out in 2022, <laughs> is just how uncomfortable Pickett looked in the pocket. This is a quarterback's domain. This is like our house or our apartment. This is, if you're not comfortable within the framework and the walls and the structure of the pocket, then, you know, that's the huge concern here with him coming into the National Football League because if, the concern is if you watch his feet on film, and on my website I post all the links to the games, you can go look at it. When you watch him on game film, he has what we call in scouting happy feet. He bounces around a lot, has a very hard time settling his feet, and of course the NFL – Footwork is fundamental when it comes to throwing timing routes. You know, that's why they have the three, five, seven-step drops historically. But he's bouncing a lot. You can get away with that in college. You can manipulate college defense. It's a lot easier than you can in the NFL where teams faster and more complex. And so the timing routes, I think what's going to get Jaden Daniels, to me, he's an ideal backup quarterback in the National Football League. And I do believe he's going to be a backup sooner than later for the reasons that I've pointed out. But the reason is that they're going to get him, if it's not the injury, it's going to end up being the fact that he's going to struggle in the short to intermediate passing game. Hmm. All right, so durability alone is not why you drop him. The bigger, I mean, I understand the durability concern, and that can ruin a career. But you think <clears throat> he's inconsistent a, going through his progressions. From a technique standpoint, there's a lot of things there you don't like. A lot of things, yeah, absolutely, that are, that are a huge concern about him. He also has a, a slower time to throw uh, at, at 2.91 seconds, I believe, according to uh, PFF. So this is a guy that, you know, sits back there, and, and it comes down to the finer points, as you mentioned, to play in the quarterback position, and I don't think he's a good translation based on some of those fundamentals. You All compare right. him to Zach Wilson, right? <clears throat> uh, no, that was Caleb Williams. Okay. All right, All right. well, well let's, yeah. go to, let's go to Caleb then. Okay. What are your thoughts on Caleb, and where do you have him uh, on your ranking? Well, Caleb Williams is a guy. I mean, I, I see what everybody else sees, and what the mainstream, you know, you know, pushes every day. You know, as far as the, you know, the elite, uh, you know, the athleticism, the 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 arm angles, the ability to, you know, create and extend. It's the same thing with Caleb. It's 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 to me, he's he's you know those things he has, but he's underdeveloped in the finer points of the game. Uh, like we're talking about with Jaden Daniels. That's the reason I've dropped him down to a fourth-round evaluation. Mm -hmm. And as of yesterday, I completely removed him from my board with his latest decision not to throw at the combine. My thought about the combine is the reason he doesn't want to throw, of course, everyone says maybe it's a fear of injury. But to me, um, this this guy has even a slower time to throw than Jaden Daniels. 
Uh, the slowest time to throw in the NFL, according to Next Gen Stats, is 3.23 seconds with Justin Fields in Chicago. Okay, Caleb Williams' time to throw, according to PFF, is 3.21 seconds. Uh, this guy spends a lot of time back there, and his footwork is very erratic. Uh, he's and, and, and again, timing routes are predicated on the footwork in the NFL. That's how they, you know, the receivers and the quarterbacks communicate, and, and they're able to get open and, and catch the passes. Well, him not throwing at the NFL scouting combine, to, to, to me, says and screams that he doesn't want to be in a situation in front of all the league executive scouts, decision makers on you know, the NFL network. He doesn't want to be out there throwing, trying to throw timing routes with his footwork with receivers he's unfamiliar with right and he doesn't trust Mm -hmm. and that's a huge concern that is a probably the biggest red flag i've ever seen in in doing this but hasn't that become the norm daniel that a lot of these top guys they're protecting their draft position by not doing that and they're setting up pro days i mean is it a knock on marvin harrison jr that he's not showing up i think he's going to be just okay well, right. It, 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 a lot of these guys, you're right, choose not to, to you know, the throw and the workout and stuff at the combine, as you mentioned. But to me, this is this is especially, you know, true about Caleb Williams is it's it, to me, it seems like he puts himself above the process in, in more situations, puts himself above the team, opting out of the Liberty Bowl. You know, he decided to set that off fear of injury. Also, you know, when he's running around back there, 32 fumbles and or 30, 32 fumbles in 36 games. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of fumbles, a, a, <laughs> a lot of fumbles, a lot of fumbles. And those are really game killers. And, and, and you look at too, like the, you know, the post game conduct, refusing to shake hands reportedly with Utah after the game, refusing to meet with media after the UCLA game. Um, you know, there's all these different things. Um, you know, he's is out of structure as they get to begin with, both on and off the field. And this decision is unique. Why I removed him from my board is because these other guys you mentioned who don't, you know, show up to the event or you know, opt like a Joe Burrow opted not to throw. They, they didn't have this this history of trying to put themselves or appearing to put themselves over the team and over the process. All right, well, we have a couple minutes here, Daniel. Talking to Daniel Kelly, former NFL scout. He now has a website, firstroundmock.com. Let's go to who the commanders are likely to pick. So it was either the conventional wisdom, at least, is Jaden Daniels, you've already talked about him, or Drake May. I do see that you have a first-round grade on Drake May, but you think there are some red flags there as well. What do you see when you watch the film? I think you've watched... Uh, two seasons of Drake May, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Drake May is a guy who I was really high on heading into the 2023 season. I even wrote, you know, you know, before the season started, he was giving me kind of Tom Brady vibes. I had him as my QB2 next to Spencer Rattler heading into the process in 2023. But on the film this last year, it was very concerning because he started to show on film, you could just, I could pick up this vibe of this, this strong frustration and this inward anger uh, that, that he had. And, and you could just see it kind of on his face. And how that, that translated to the game film was he started to press even more. And his, his, his ball placement downfield became a little bit more erratic. And if you look even as completion percentage, it confirms the game film because his completion percentage dropped from 2022 to 2023. And so my fear is that as the expectations continue to rise in the National Football League and he comes in and all these things are you know, expected of him, that the fear is that he's going to continue to 
you know, kind of get more and more frustrated. The ball placements become more and more erratic. I do have him as a late first-round guy because there's a lot of things on film he shows that are, are great, but I think he has to go to a team between 18 18- 32 where he has that playoff team structure and that support around him all right and so the the number one quarterback on the board excuse me the number one quarterback is Spencer so based on that ranking you think that the Chicago Bears should select Spencer Rattler I think the Chicago Bears um you know thank you for your question I think Mm -hmm. the Chicago Bears should should trade out of one and take the draft hall and stick with Justin Fields and continue to build around him. Mm. Uh, I think they have a, a historic chance here to, to get a, a draft hall that's similar to what the uh, Miami Dolphins got from the San Francisco 49ers and, and build a, you know, because in this, in this game, it's a team sport and, you know, the ability to build a team over drafting one player to me is always more valuable. Mm-hmm. So take the picks, trade down, you know, build around fields for another year, at least, and see for once and for all by providing the right type of structure around him, both from a personnel standpoint and a play calling standpoint that plays to his strengths. Find out for once and for all in the last year of that rookie deal before making a change if a change is needed. Mm-hmm. Where did where did you have the guys last year uh, rated? Like, did you have Stroud one? Did you have him ahead of uh, Bryce? I had Bryce one yeah. and I had Stroud two. Okay. But Stroud was the only quarterback in, in all the years I've been doing this that I've ever labeled as generational. Mm. Really? What, 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 by the way, what is your just sort of thought process on how going in and then how Hal played last year? How is a guy that I had a fifth round grade pre draft coming into uh, the mm-hmm. league, coming out of North Carolina? I wrote him up for a yard barker. To me, he, he's a guy that continued to play like a fifth-round quarterback from a, from a technique standpoint, from a fundamental standpoint. Again, going back to the finer points of the, uh, the game. To me, there's just some, some things about Sam Howell. He does a lot of things you know, pretty well. He has a lot of opportunity, of course, too, to throw the ball you know, in, in the enemy's system last year. But to me, he's just too much of a sitting duck in the pocket. His timing was too off with his receivers. And, and, you know, he made too many dangerous throws. Uh, to me, he's a career backup. Okay, thank you. Oh, real Appreciate quick, it. real quick, in just a minute. You really like Penix as well and Joe Milton. Tell us why, in, in a minute or less, why you like Penix and Joe Milton. Absolutely. Penix is a guy that is a survivor. He overcame uh, four season-ending injuries in Indiana. Uh, he, he's bounced back two good years. He, to me, when I put on my NFL color glasses, uh, you know, this guy's an aggressive downfield flamethrower. Uh, this this guy, you know, he looked like an NFL quarterback playing for the Washington Huskies last year. And, and I just like how stretches the field, and I like how he's overcome and continues to overcome adversity. Joel Melton III is a guy that is built like Cam Newton, has an arm strength like Jeff George, is a guy that, that, that also has some of the finer points of, of the game. And a lot of things fans don't know about Joel Melton III is he took, I mean, he played a full season of SEC football, took less sacks than Drake May or Caleb Williams, and has a faster time to throw. To me, he's a guy that, that it's like the New York Yankees finding a pitcher who can throw a 106-mile-an-hour fastball. He has all the – I'm not going to say he's generational, but he has generational traits, physical traits, that we don't see often. And he's also maybe the most aggressive and the most alpha you know, demeanor on any football field at any given time. Daniel, thanks so much for the info, man. We appreciate it. It's Daniel Kelly, former Jet Scout, out at First Round Mock on Twitter and firstroundmock.com online. Thanks again.
Thank you guys for having me on. Yep. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it. Daniel it's Kelly, again, the Twitter is at First Round Mock. It's always wild when someone has such a divergent opinion mm-hmm. from kind of the status quo, but it doesn't mean he's wrong. Just interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, it out. Yep. a couple of years ago, there were five quarterbacks drafted in the first round, and Trevor Lawrence is pretty much the only one that you could say is good, mm-hmm. and he kind of had a down year. Justin Fields is still a question mark, mm-hmm. and the other guys, Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, they're bums. Right? Yeah, they're backups. So maybe they should have been fourth-round guys or fifth-round guys. But teams are still going to grasp, just like Cakes is grasping the Caps make the playoffs. I do like to grasp. These, these GMs and coaches. By the coaches, way, we're all grasping. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> But these GMs and coaches are grasping that, you know, they can look at the statistics of the first round quarterbacks over the last 10 years, and that's not good. But they are still going to take that shot. All right. We'll be joined by John Fanta in a little over an hour. That's at 9 a.m. to talk college hoops here on The Fan. Don't forget, later in the show, we'll give you a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets. I don't know if we talked about this during uh, an entertainment page and. I, I'm like a lot of people. You get sick of the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff. Mm-hmm. It's in the news all the time. I think they were partying somewhere. Uh, I don't pay that much attention to it. but They were in Vegas, weren't they? Supposedly, she has given him a set of rules. Did we talk about that? I've not heard. And one of the rules, which Taylor Swift has given Travis Kelsey for the relationship, okay. is no strip clubs. Ah, oh. He doesn't seem like a guy who would be... Very amenable to a girl giving him a list of rules I to know. abide by. I, I said this weeks ago. There's no way this relationship lasts. I don't know if that's a real well, I mean, possible. how do we know that? And I, I don't know. Just reading a Yahoo News story. Right. Someone just reporting it. Just like, I think just he like got Andy together, Reed was going to retire. I think he got together with some uh, Chiefs players. I don't know if they ended up going to a strip club. I don't think that would be hard for us, particularly <laughs> this age, if somebody gave us something. Hey, no strip clubs. Okay. Right. Deal. That's fine. And I don't know that it's a normal part of Travis Kelsey's routine, but the fact that she supposedly has some rules, <laughs> it was also reported that she doesn't like him taking pictures like selfies with women. Right. Is she that high maintenance? I think probably well, a lot of women are probably like that way. It's not. I can understand it. Those don't seem like crazy requests to me. They'll seem yeah, like selfies with a bunch of like, if you're in a monogamous relationship. Like if you came and you, home you're Taylor your phone, Swift, there were a hundred selfies of you with other women. Your wife would not yeah. decide. I know, but cakes yeah. over the years when we've done appearances, if there's a junkies listener and they say, "Can I take a picture?" Sometimes it's women. Understood. He's Travis I, Kelsey. It's a million times more than us. The amount of people I, that want to take pictures. Trust me, I completely understand. And they make a million times more out of those photos. What do you think if if Kelsey was at a strip club and there's video of it? You think that wouldn't reflect poorly on Taylor? Of course. And again, want but a it, dumb boyfriend making an ass of herself in a club. But JP, if Travis Kelsey's out at a restaurant and there's a big Chiefs fan and she's, you know, a 25 year old blonde. Right. All right. He's, he can take a picture with her. Yeah, I would think that he could. But I I'm mean, just telling you that Taylor Swift doesn't want that because Drab is correct. The theory behind Taylor is that everything gets written about, everything gets scrutinized. And even if it's an innocent picture with a woman, a 25 yeah. year old blonde, as you say, mm-hmm. that it's going to be like, oh, Travis is cheating on Taylor Swift. All right. What if it's a 52 year old blonde, big fatty? Is she going to have a problem with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what her actual rules are. Well, I, I, I just think that I'm a little bit DB that if there are a set of rules, he's probably not going to love it for that long. Well, remember, and even if, there, even if she he, was with another guy, one of those lead singer dudes. And it's different. This is like crossing the line. It's a different level of craziness, in my opinion. But he was like making out with people at his concert. 
Yeah, okay. that's the show. And I think it was even making out with, like, dudes. Yeah. Like, that was, like, a thing he was doing. Yeah. If you're into that, fine, whatever. Float your boat. But I don't think Taylor loved her boyfriend making out with dudes <laughs> at not. his concert. And I don't think any woman would like their husband or boyfriend going, going to, to strip clubs, clubs without them. Generally but if speaking, it's a bachelor party, what if you're, what if you're getting it. a fat cash appearance? <laughs> right. Because there is a loophole. Right. Can be, then they, or what about a bachelor day. party? Like a bachelor party. If it's a bachelor party, one of your boys. So yeah. let's say, um, I don't know, who's it? Justin Watson, the other tight end on the on the Chiefs. He's getting married, and they're going to Vegas, and they go to Crazy Horse. Right. People He's got to say, go to I'm out. Clubs. She says no. She says <laughs> like, can't honestly, go. This is an honest question. I'm old. And I've always felt uncomfortable. I've never gone to a strip club and not felt uncomfortable. Yeah, These guys are designed to make He's, you feel uncomfortable. Huh? They're supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. When's the last time you went to a strip club? I don't know. Somebody probably paid me. But That's probably the last time I went to a strip club. But honestly, on, yeah. I've never it's gone when we one. got paid. I like, listen, I like seeing naked chicks. I'm as hetero as they come. <laughs> he I'm gets very the uncomfortable on the air. But going to a strip club mm. is brutal. <laughs> These poor, broken women... Are spreading their legs for a dollar. I'd love to go it, again to get paid. <laughs> it I, makes me feel I, awful. I, feel I don't for like plight. it. I understand it's a way for them to make money. I would do a, a, a lucrative cash appearance at one again. That's I would the do only it too. But of course, I, I did one. I stood up against the wall. Yeah. and I couldn't wait to get out. But, but I will say this: I would never, ever. Now, maybe when I was 23, 24, 25, whatever. But I'll never go to a strip club again in my entire life unless I'm paid. Unless I, I'm paid, I'm with you. I'm, I'm but, with you. Same lockstep. Do people still do it? Is it still a thing that young? I guess it's just a rite of passage. I think it's but younger it's, guys do it. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's just younger guys. No, I, I, I think they're old. Yeah. I haven't been in a strip dudes. club in 15 years. But I, don't, I feel like if you have any dignity. I'm sorry. You're not Gentleman's going to Gentleman's establishment. Okay, a strip club just sounds but over, tacky. Over but I think 40, there are a lot of people that go. Gentleman's club. By the way, athletes we know go on the regular. Like NBA players, they're NFL in, players. Yeah, but they're young. They're, <laughs> they're young, guys. young okay. and dumb. So if that's part of the culture, she's saying stop doing that. My point is, I can understand I, it in a relationship. You don't want your boyfriend or husband totally going to a it. But I'm wondering if there's a carve out for. He's got a bunch of teammates who want to go out. out. She doesn't care about that. So he, if Justin Watson has his bachelor party and they go to the Crazy Horse or name another strip club, that's the only one Spearman I can remember. Rhino. He probably yeah, whatever. About it. <laughs> I might even be wrong on Crazy Horse. Yeah, Spearmint Rhino yeah. in Vegas. He's got to say, "Boys, I'm out." If he I, wants to keep I mean, dating her, then I don't. Yeah, think yeah. If that's the deal. I mean, I don't think so either. It, there's no way. It can I don't think there's <laughs> no. I don't think there's a chance she'd say, "All right, if you go to a strip club with all your buddies, you, you, I'm breaking up with you." Right, but she's not gonna like it. No it's woman different. really likes it. It's different than than any pro athlete whose girlfriend is along for the ride. She's the f- most famous one. They're right. at best, at worst, they're on equal footing now. Correct. So he's got no upper hand in this relationship of being the star. That's why I can't, it can't work. Well, no, I think it can work. A lot of times these celebrity relationships work because they understand each other. But he doesn't get special rules because he's Travis Kelsey, the NFL star, with Taylor Swift. What Swiss. I see no. is she pawns him and pops well, him yeah, and everything but that, else. But that also depends on how he feels about her to, he doesn't right, look like the to, settling to her down feelings type. about him. He's she out. might be all in and wants to get married and have kids with Kelsey. He might just want to just fly around the world and hang out with her. Looks like all he wants to do is go out there and get high. Yeah, I mean, he, he goes out there and parties all the time. He's got the weed all the time. He might, but he also is very tight with his brother who became like this family man. So he may 
want to go through that phase and then deep down wants to be a family man like his brother. I, I would I would think I would think any guy at some point would probably want to settle down and have a family and kids. I would think most normal guys would want that. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of like how you're wired. To me, he seems like he just wants to go out there and just party. He's still like, yeah, like he's in party mode for the next three to five years. What's part of it be this whole thing is? I know you guys didn't pick up on it until I pointed out, but his little slogan was the Beastie Boys. I mean, we gotta fight for the right to party. Can he come up with something a little more contemporary? I mean, that song came out when we were in high school. He's an unbelievable football player. I don't like him. He's not your guy. I would love him on my team. I don't have anything in common with that dude. <laughs> You'd love him on your team about three years ago. Outside of his oh, little playoff. I would take his production his last year. His Did he still have like 90 catches or whatever? Yeah, but it was, just, yeah, it was just down. It was just the touchdowns were down. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Touchdowns were down. That's just a, a, a fantasy lens bias. Yeah. That's all that is. I, all right. Don't forget later we will talk some college hoops with John Fanta coming up at 9. But when we come back, are we looking at surge pricing from fast food establishments. We'll get into that next here on The Fab. The Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of The Junks. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. You can join their team today. I know this is the headline that got Drab's attention yesterday. I started hmm. tweeting about it. Uh-oh. Wendy's to roll out Uber-style surge pricing with menu prices fluctuating fluctuating based on demand. So if you go to a Wendy's and there's 10 people ordering Frosties, you're going to pay more if you're in the back of the line? I don't know exactly how it's going to work. Yeah, it's going to be like the toll road. Remember we spent all that time (laughs) bitching and moaning about that toll road? It actually would work well for me because a lot of times I'll end up at a fast food joint like right when they open. So I would imagine I get the benefits of surge pricing because nobody's going to be there. Right when they open. So here's a quote from a Wendy's spokesperson. Beginning as early as 2025, we will begin testing a variety of enhanced features on these digital menu boards, like dynamic pricing, different offerings in certain parts of the day, AI-enabled menu changes, and suggestive selling based on factors such as weather. It sounds. It just sounds like there's a lot going on. Sounds like, like a, a new CEO took over something. I don't know if you saw this a couple years ago. Sixty Minutes did a piece about J.C. Penney. Okay. Are J.C. Penney's still around? Is it Penny or Pennies? J.C. Penney. J.C. Penney. P-E-N-N-E-Y. I'm right. above J.C. Penney. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, J.C. Penney was featured because when I was younger. No. Yeah. Right. This right. new CEO took over, and he said, "I want to get rid of the sales." Right. We're just. He's like, we always have sales. We're sending out stuff. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're just going to have fixed pricing, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and they and he had like this whole new marketing strategy. They completely changed everything at JCPenney. Yeah, what happened? And their business plummeted <laughs> because people got siced for the theory of the sale. Even s- if it's always a sale, right? they got siced for that. <laughs> sure. And so they may try this, but then they might find out that people like knowing, hey, if I go and get my double cheese at Wendy's with fries and drink, it's 11 bucks, And they don't want it sometimes being 9 and sometimes being $15. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really, an interesting If I'm thought. really hungry, I don't care if it's 9 11 or $15. i am just going to order you it. pay whatever. Yeah, because you just, you just do. Yeah. I mean, 
you know it tastes good and it's fast mm-hmm. and it's quick and it's cheaper than going to a restaurant and spending 68 bucks. Unfortunately, as you guys know, I am a bit of a fast food um, regular on the weekends because mm-hmm. I travel and I just. I'm a regular all week. <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm I'm a, on a I'm a weekend guy. Mm-hmm. And two things I noted. Well, I mean, it's, not, it's nothing new, but it like I I got a sour. What is it? What do they call those things at Burger King for breakfast? Uh, the croissant, sourdough. Yeah. The sourdough croissant thing. Which okay. a croissant, which I think they used croissant, which yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love that thing. I got one now. It looked like a mini muffin. Oh, you're I like shrunken it was the, down. Oh my god! It's I'm not. So small. I'm not surprised by that. And then shrinkflation. I got, a, I got yeah. a whopper with cheese. That's all I got. No fries. No diet coke. Mm-hmm. Sandwich only. Yep. It was like nine sixty eight. Wow, Jeez. that's crazy. That's ins- that. That's an insane price, actually. I can tell you, I spent so much Don't you money think that's last insane? night. Seems like a lot. Yeah, I spent so much money last night at Chick Fil A <laughs> because. Uh, Dylan is. I wanted him to drive Isabella to her practice. Now he still right. has learner's permit. He has to finish his hours before he can. So you take have to sit in the car sense. with him. Yeah, yeah. So, and I thought it was a different path. Like he's always driving in kind of the same mm-hmm. little area. Why don't you drive there? And her swimming practice is seven to eight p.m. And now I'm becoming a little bit like Jason. Jason's got his Taco Tuesday night. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think he goes to Passion Fin on Wednesdays. I Thursday. might be wrong in the day. Okay, that's Thursday. Get those tacos ready tonight, Thursday Ricky. sushi. So on Mondays, <laughs> it's like our Chick-fil-A night mm-hmm. is the family. All right? So because we're not going to sit there during his practice, it, we went to sit down inside Chick-fil-A. Weird. Okay? He got his food. I got my food. Two people. Mm-hmm. Now, I got a salad plus the grilled nuggets. Okay. No fries, water bottle. Okay. Because I'm eating healthy right yep. now. Yep. All right. He got his deal, whatever, the, the, the nuggets, fries, and drink. Yep. I think it was $35. Oh, that sounds about right. Mm. Yeah. Two people I- at Chick-fil-A. Now, the salad itself, I guess, is 11 bucks. Mm-hmm. That seems a lot Drabby, for a salad. How many times a week do you go to fast food restaurants? Well, I mean, I've cut. Way back, and, and he's not right allowed now. to anymore. Hey, your yeah, trainer would not cut your a, head he's off. He's got like a serial killer training. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the I mean, who doesn't love fast food? And there's a yeah, Wendy's delicious 50 yards from my house. Mm-hmm. So, in, my, in the last few years, I've gone there a billion times. Surge pricing doesn't is would never work for fast food unless they're all doing it, unless they're all screwing you. Because if Wendy's is gonna is going to charge me extra, I'm gonna go to Popeyes, <laughs> right? You're right? Well, I got news for you. Wendy, there's never a surge at Wendy's. Every Wendy's I ever go to, you go right open. up to the, to the cashier. Right. Well, the, I Especially guess. Especially if it's next so to a like, Chick-fil-A no, or something just, like or that. Or drive through no, no, there's never any cars. They'll do it during during lunch and, and, and dinner time. The Wendy's, I see, I see it's busy at certain times for sure. Surge pricing, I hate it, but whatever. It, it works for Amazon. It mm-hmm. works for Airbnb when the Super Bowl's in town or yeah. a conference. Does Amazon it do it, Uber. and I'm not even realizing it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're chief offenders. So, they are, so explain to me, because I'm not even realizing Se- Seasonal this. items, all okay, that Okay, so of, like Christmas. Christmas, or if you want swim trunks in the summertime, they're going to be more expensive than they are. <laughs> That's a perfect thing to get yeah, at it's TJ Maxx, It's a lot of third-party okay. sellers, so every, they just determine their own prices. All right, so seasonal pricing. I get that. <laughs> Or demand on demand, whatever it is, like they'll they'll crank those things up because most people selling on Amazon are third party sellers or whatever it is. They'll just create their own pricing. I think they're experimenting though because right now there's a split. Right, you said you would go to Popeyes instead because of the surge pricing. 
Jason said he'll just eat the cost. Popeyes well, it depends. has wings if there's now, a, by if the there's way. a Popeye's counter well, right next door. It depends right. on how desperate I am. If he, I'm starving, I, I can't worry about the pricing. He's it's ranchy. like pooping. You poop where, you know, if you have time, you go to a hotel. <laughs> Jason is not, well, he, he doesn't eat fast food that often. Not, not People that often. who eat fast food are fat and poor, <laughs> like me. Like, that's what we live for. But see, this is what I'll do. I, when I eat, Good when, I, when I order fast food, I'm yeah. only ordering, like, a burger. Like, when I go to Chick-fil-A, I don't go and order all that stuff that you guys were ordering. I just order one chicken sandwich. You, don't, right. you know what gets me out of it? Maybe it's six or seven. Wait, you're not wait, eating the fries. How much is that? How much is, how much is a spicy chicken from Chick-fil-A? I don't Probably know. now, seven bucks. I was going to say eight, yeah, eight or nine dollars without the combo nowadays. Okay, so that's what I order. So my lunch is eight bucks. I think I, what gets me is, and I, I probably should have brought it home to save money, whatever. What gets me is... I haven't done soda for a month, mm-hmm. so I'm getting the water bottle. Poor bastard. And when you add the stupid water bottles oh, all the time, they charge. Yeah. yeah, or I can go home and just have a water bottle that I got at Costco, which well, one costs twenty cents. That's why walks around with these dumb things. <laughs> yeah. Get a stand. Get a stand. It's also why when I went into the VIP lounge <laughs> at MGM during all the poker tournaments that I bricked yeah. and didn't weigh any money at, they had a refrigerator just stuffed with. Waters and little mini sand pels, sand yeah. pellegrinos. So I would just take them and stuff them in my backpack, <laughs> like a like a homeless person. Well, you know what? Between just, you and me, I do the same thing at Norbeck. It's just what I, it's just I'm what I do. PG oh, you guys... If I see free waters, I start. <laughs> yeah. I just start. You should, you should pounce on you for the amount of joning he's done on you taking the free granola bars from Homewood. <laughs> oh, no, he's he's, 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 he's so hypocritical. They're not free. That's not hypocritical. They're not free. I'm a member. Yeah, you're paying. They're definitely not It's for me. He's stealing food from. He's not, he has nothing to do with that. He's paying valet. Yeah, but what's the difference? <laughs> that water costs Big ninety difference. bucks. Yeah. No, no, this is what's hypocritical: is you always kill me about being cheap and why don't you spend your money? And you, I don't know that you I, always tell me you only live once. You, know, you can't true. die with your money, that's but then true. you do the same things I do. <laughs> I'm gonna die. You have broke. the same you mentality. You have die the broke. same financial mentality. As I, I do. like deals. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't like free I stuff? I stole a lot right. of Diet Cokes and San Pellegrinos out of MGM over the weekend. Full disclosure. Like, if their stock price takes a hit, it might be. Even- don't just you like always bring, you, I think you've said before at MGM, you always bring, like, the shampoo or the lotion home. <laughs> Here's another devastating. This is devastating, JP, that you bring that up. MGM National Harbor, as I'm sure with their other properties, in their bathrooms, <clears throat> in the showers, they would always have shampoo. Body wash, I don't know some other and lotion, conditioner, like like four little bottles, yeah. and I'd always stuff them into my bag and bring them home, just because I'm Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, I love cakes, bring them conditioner for the bald. You head. know, it's for my kids. Like they okay. travel or, or want to use it. Now MGM's wised up. They have the bigger bottles now that are in bol- containers bolted into the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. numbers like me can't steal them. Yeah. The, the Ambo keeps taking I, all of our conditioner. Sure. I was just devastating new wrinkle. I, I still will maintain that Jace is cheaper than me. He cancels all his family members' purchases. I've right. literally never done it. Could that be more of a, an exaggeration? I cancel all of their purchases. All right, what percent? How often do you do it? Uh, probably one out of twenty. <laughs> All right, maybe well, sure one out of thirty. Like you do it a lot more than. You, well, that's because that's the only time you. I bring it up is when I cancel. I, I trust you. It. I think Whatever he's you cheaper in some areas, and you're cheaper How many in some areas. Have you stolen in your life? Probably <laughs> fifty. All right. Yeah, I've never probably done that. Probably fifty. I, now I'll take what they expect you to take out of your hotel room. 
the toiletries. I've never stolen a robe. I've never stolen a towel. Right. I'm not that big of a nubber. But you grill him for <laughs> like begging for I stuff. Hotel, hotel I can't remember. Towels. Just a couple of days ago, we had somebody on the show, and you're like, maybe you can hook us. <laughs> you're as guilty as anybody. Man. No, there's good stuff. EB's the biggest spender for sure, but he just gets the euphoria of a deal. He he blows his money like crazy. I'm, I'm hemorrhaging money. <laughs> I understand hemorrhaging that it. your kid goes to Ivy League school. Yeah, no, no, but it, it's it, great. It, it's no. super expensive. It's not just the school. It's everything. Trust me, I'm hemorrhaging it, lighting <laughs> it on fire. Good. Yeah, it's not well, good, but it's it is what it is. It's actually terrible. All I'm saying is, you call out Jason for a lot of stuff that you do. I know, He's, <laughs> right? He kills me. All right. I'm and I am cheap in many ways, but yeah. I there are certain. I mean. I'm cheap I, on clothes. I like to get I, deals I spend on clothes. $700 a night on hotel rooms for Virginia Tech football <laughs> games. Correct. Well, you would never do that. I don't spend that much on hotels, but I'm getting two hotels every weekend. Speaking of being cheap. For years. <laughs> um, my wife is kind of being – so my buddy Raj, he's, my, he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He he sold me some TVs because he's got ridiculous TVs in okay. his house. <laughs> he says surplus of TVs. And he's in the business. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he's in the business. So you're buying his used. Well, numbers? he's got an 85 incher that yeah. he wants to sell me your for friend, for six fifty. Your friend Raj Vizio. Mm-hmm. He's got a, and he's got a 75. I have to find out. He's got he's got nice TVs. Though. He's got a 75 incher for three ninety five. Is right. he on a truck like the one he used to go to? I don't think so. Right, Are these TVs hot? He had a Circuit City in his no, house. No, they're not hot. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> like the Sopranos. Did somebody from the mob knock off a whole tractor trailer filled with television? That's an example. No, no, the, he's he's with Joan on you for being cheap. Meanwhile, he knew he was going to a hot truck. He, uh, he's a, he, he owns his own electronic company. Ah, no, very no. nice. I don't like to pay full price for but anything. But hold on. Is six fifty a good price for an 85-incher? It sounds like a good deal. Yeah, you better a- turn it on. Make sure it's done in big line. Yeah, how many hours? It turns on. Yeah, how many hours of TV has it I don't know. I'm trying to, to find that yeah, stuff you getting the uh, backup Bonefish TV? Listen, I'm sure you're not <laughs> no, getting this. Listen, it's probably about a $1,000 TV. These TVs are so cheap now. Right. You're not getting a $6,000 TV for 600 but you're, you know. It, I, I know that. You, you get a couple, you're, like, you're two, probably getting a few hundred dollars off. Okay. My wife said I can't have them. What do you mean? She said, I'm putting the kibosh on it. We we don't need another TV. You can't have it. So I, should I just say F it and just buy it anyway? Where well, are you going to put it, by the way? Are you just replacing one of your TVs? Well, that's the other thing. I've got to find out where I'm going to put it. Hey, uh, you just want it because it's silly. Yeah. Well, I want it because it's well, – like I want it because like I think deal. it's a good deal. Yeah. And it's going to be bigger than the one I have in my – In your basement, my, it's it's too small. Unless you've upgraded since I've been down there. My He's basement. got a pretty big TV I have a 65-incher in my basement. Too small. That's a big room. <laughs> you need bigger. Well, yeah. true. I would agree. I'm just never down there. Yeah. But I could put the 85-incher down there, and it would be money. Hey, and then never watch but out. Here, here's my, but that's not my point. My point is my wife said no. So what do I do? I don't know. Divorce? <laughs> oh, yeah, divorce. Seriously. Well, I think that you probably should right, listen all, based on the time, amount of times you put no. the kibosh she said on her no. purchases. How did she say she no. said, we don't need no. TVs. I'm no. not letting did you, you spend her, six ninety. dollars tell her no. how much money you've made over the last 30 years? <laughs> They're all Samsungs, he says. No. Yeah. It's probably a fine TV. What years? I need to know what years. What years what? What year the TV is? Yeah, what they years? haven't been making them that, that, that <laughs> yeah. long. That hey, big. is Jason still running like a, a hoopty cable cord? Out to a screened in port yes. for your TV. <laughs> yes. That is, that's a, that's a hoopty. <laughs> well, that's the one you should upgrade. Is it because it's not a smart TV? I could put it out there. Do you watch more TV? I'm guessing you do. I could put it out there. Do you watch more TV from the screened in porch or the basement? 
Probably the porch. Total, porch. total for the year, screened in porch. Because yeah, when it's warm, one that you warm I'm out there every night. You could have it in time for the right, master. I got to go to the bathroom. You guys can keep chatting. <laughs> All right, but here, here's yes. my question. Should I do it and just say, F it? Well, I don't know the dynamic with... <laughs> you want us to give us your The dynamic is she wouldn't be happy. What, she wants you to leave? <laughs> walk yes. out? No, I, I mean, why, go I would ask her. I would say, wait a second. First of all... Just smooth How it often over. has she ever said no to you about a purchase? I thought you were the one that said no. I thought you were yeah. the one that yeah, said no. I usually say no. No. Does she want to buy something that she's upset, like that you put the kibosh on recently, <laughs> like doing a tit for tat where you, she wanted to do something and you I said no? Go. I don't think so. No, stay. Stay. Good bowels. Anyway, I'll give you the update on that. That's <laughs> the worst bowel control the of worst, anybody. The worst of all time. All right, coming up later on the show, we will talk some college hoops. It's almost March Madness time. John Fanta. From Fox Sports, he will join us coming up at 9. And don't forget, you're still listening to win a pair of tickets to see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. So keep listening. Got to give a quick shout-out to local poker player Shabaldin Shirazi. He was the main event champion Mm. of the 2024 Potomac Winter Poker Open. He walked home with 246K in his pocket after a heads-up chop with the second-place player. Mm. So that's great in and of itself. He also came in second place in the opening event of the week. So he's a good player. Well, he's obviously a good player, and that score was for over $70,000. Good for him. In the span of like 12 days, that dude walked out of MGM with about roughly 310K in winnings. He just killed it. Just destroyed it. So yeah. props to him. Pretty hey, amazing run. We put up he can a, take a few weeks off now. I think bills. he probably could. Yeah. Yeah, we put up a that. junkies poll of the day inspired by Jason Bishop mm-hmm. presented by Van Meter Homes. Should Bish Bucks buy the 85-inch <laughs> Samsung TV from Absolutely. his buddy yes. for $695 despite his wife's <laughs> objections? Yeah. She what do you think the poll is right now? It's only been up for five minutes. 85% well, me, yes, says let me just say it. this. The answer is, if we're being totally honest, he just has to convince his wife that it's okay and he's going to do well, it. Well, let me just say this. You, you, that's what I said. It, he's got to smooth it over. Yeah, if you do it, well, she, like, she said, no, you you can't do that. We spent too much money, and you do it. And then you're really, you're, 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 you're cruising for a bruising. You're looking for a right. fight. But she's not going <laughs> to ever agree that we need the TV. That I, I'm not going to be able to convince so what her. what you'll have to say is, listen, I understand that you don't I, think we need a TV. I want it. I'm going to have to say I really right. want I it. I like it. I like to have you a nicer want, TV, yeah. a bigger TV. Yeah, you have to, well, you have that's to, what I did, and she still down shot it down. You have to talk oh. about the TV that's currently <clears> on your porch. <throat> Just say it's an old number, and it needs to be upgraded. And it's past due. And yeah, you, but I think if I were to get this TV, it's going in the basement. It's going in the house, and then the one I re- replace will go outside. Ah, okay. Right. He can't do the old. Let's just compare W twos. I'll just be a jerk. No, you <laughs> can, but that's you. You save that. One. No, I'm not doing. You just, no, you don't comp- say compare. You just say, listen, I work really hard. Right. Soft sell. He can I work he really can wear hard. Her down. He can wear and, her down. And I, I just honestly, it's something I want, and. Because we definitely don't money that I can afford this stupid television. We definitely don't need the TV. Babe, we don't need anything. Babe, you know I sit out on the porch a lot. I like to watch the rain. I ponder life. It's just not cutting it. Like when I watch golf, I have to squint Say, stuff. I need to be when you when you when you go to Solid Core and when you you know buy all the Lululemon pants and everything. I don't say anything. Hmm. You, you know, you, that makes you he happy. Does, that makes you. I don't happy. think you bring it up that way because then you are kind of saying something. Well. Uh, only because they brought it up to you. 
Only because they anyway, that to Cakes you. is pretty All close. Right. It's eighty percent say buy the TV. Right. Buy. I don't in the think first, you, listen, you know, four you minutes. You can't of buy the poll. it until you've worn her down. In my opinion, <laughs> that's going to be difficult to do. <laughs> you're, just a, you're, a, your negotiating skills a might battle be battle you don't want to fight. Uh, it's, it's not very good with her. Yeah. Did you uh, guys watch the Kirk Cousins video? No. I the, saw him throwing what on what appeared to be like a tennis or a pickleball. He was on a tennis court, court and he was he's four months. Out from his Achilles surgery. Mm-hmm. He's looking good. And I mean, look normal on a drop back <laughs> well, to my Aaron eyes. Look pretty good after like two months. Yeah. So he's going to be obviously be one fine. of the top free agents out there. Where do you think he ends up? Do you think he stays no with Minnesota? No idea. Oh, I don't think he's staying with Minnesota. Minnesota uh, basically told him he's not getting a fully guaranteed deal like he's had in the past. And I'm sure that he and his agent. Probably I think it kind of depends on what the best deal is. I mean, yeah, if there's a better gonna deal. Get, he's going to go where the best deal is. He's be- already proven that. Yeah, I mean, if there's a better deal in Pittsburgh, then he probably ends up in Pittsburgh. But if no one offers him a guaranteed deal, he'll take the best Or if there's offer. a best, better deal in Atlanta. What if Atlanta, yeah. we're talking about Atlanta, you know, trading up mm-hmm. or maybe trading for fields. What if Atlanta said Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Or Baker they, Mayfield. They could. Yeah. I'd rather, have, I'd rather is, have Cousins. But. Conventionalism is Baker stays in Tampa, but. I don't think he's been franchised. Well, if, if I, I think they can no. franchise if Tampa, him if they wanted. I would, I would be on the phone with Kirk Cousins' agent. They just I, cut, he's an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. They just cut Shaquille Barrett, Yeah, which you would assume is to make room to give a big pile of money to Baker Mayfield right. as they're clearing up some cap space. By the way, that's a linebacker maybe the commanders would be interested in. Um, I saw some speculation, though, that Baker – He's a free agent, and this would be a good landing spot for him. He might jump to Minnesota. Who wouldn't want to throw to Justin Jefferson? Well, I think Justin Jefferson is also agitating about possibly getting a new deal. He wants like, a new deal, yeah. There, there's a lot happening in Minnesota right now. That's why they're not going to be able to give Jefferson and Cousins those new deals. Right. I, I don't think sense. this is going to happen, all right? And I don't think it would be the right move. But how would you feel if the commanders swerved? And they picked up one of these free agent quarterbacks, Kirk like Cousins. Kirk Cousins or Baker Mayfield, because internally, all right, we heard a different opinion from that former NFL scout at eight twenty, but internally, they don't love Drake May, they don't love Caleb Williams, they don't love Jaden Jaden Daniels. They actually have them graded as say lower first rounders or second round grades. Let's not go as far it's a possibility, yeah. And they've got this big pile of money. I'm just wondering how you would feel. I don't think it's likely to happen. How would you feel if on the first day of free agency you found out they dra- they signed Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal for $80 million? Me? Yeah, I feel I'd pretty good. Cakes would love it. I'm team Kirk. I've always been Team Kirk. I'd feel pretty I'm good. I'm fine with it. I know everyone wants to find our 10-year solution, but I think those are unicorns. They're very hard to find. And it'd be great if we could find one. But if you told me we're going to have Kirk Cousins, I'd say for the next three years, I think he's going to play at a very high level. Would you want them to draft a quarterback as well? So, no. so he sits behind him. No. Sure. I would. Not at one. Not at number two. No, I'm not saying it. Not saying but like two. in the fourth or fifth round? Fourth or fifth, that's yeah. too What if they took Bo Nix in the second? <clears throat> no. Two, you're spending too much they capital. They have picks number, is it 36 and 40? Sorry about these. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's 34 and 40. Yeah. Something like 34 and 40? What if one of those two picks? 36 and 40, but I'll double check All right, so they... Sign Kirk Cousins. I'll take JJ. All right. They sign. 
he he's probably not going to drop that low though. I thought you said somebody had like a fifth grand. Somebody, grade on. but yeah, that was the guy that we had on. <laughs> Most of the projections have him going higher. Yeah. Um. So let's say with the first round pick, this is Cakes' dream scenario: sign Kirk. Yes. Draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Oh, love it already. At thirty-four, they take an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And Instant then, contender. And then at forty, Bo Nix or Penix. Fine. Instant contender. I'm ninety-nine percent sure it's Not thirty-six. Really. So many I think they would. Have, so I think so I've holes. said but, all but, along they have a chance. They would have a chance. Drafting Kirk alone takes almost any team to seven wins minimum threshold. Minimum. Here are the picks that really matter for Don't them. Don't you think? Obviously. Round These one. These were seven yes. wins. If they, if they yes. brought in Kirk Cousins, shored up the offensive line, Drafted drafted Harrison. something else. Well, it could be, you, could, you could draft Joe Alt if you want to try mm-hmm. draft your offensive That's line. That's too high, there. too. Okay. And there's no learning curve for Kirk. You just throw, throw him out there. And but he's they good. might like, I, I saw there's a receipt. I saw that as many as five receivers are going to go in the first round, right? Could be a lot, yeah. So there's a lot of good receivers. So let's say they draft the offensive lineman first, or draft a tra- receiver or trade second, down. Or trade draft down. a court project quarterback third, mm-hmm. and you have Kirk Cousins. There's no way. Then there's... you're in position. Now the defense needs to be addressed. There's no way you're But they have all this free agency money. I'm not interested in tanking <laughs> and losing. So you'd be sized. Of course. I've said it from the beginning. I, I'm always looking at different scenarios. Now, I also think when you pick this high that you can't blame a team for taking a swing at a quarterback. So I wouldn't blame them for doing it. Right? Like, you know, I understand yeah. it. Yeah. They have six picks but, in the top 102. They have two, obviously. 36 and 40. 40 is the, the pick in the Montez Sweat deal. Then they have pick number 67 in the third round. They have pick number 100 from San Francisco, the Chase Young pick. And then they, they have their own fourth round pick, you know 102. What I, like? I like sure things. I'm a big, like, Jason's a gambler. Cakes <laughs> is a gambler. I'm not a, really a gambler. Sure thing guy. Kirk Cousins, sure thing. Castley said like on this it. show, Charlie Castley. I'm a sure thing guy. Charlie Castley, former Redskins GM, yeah. former Texans GM, came on this show and he said he did a study yeah. for years. And second round picks, just being in the league, I believe he said four years later, was 50%. Mm-hmm. Second round picks. Right. So you're talking about third and fourth rounders. The second round pick in well, four years, 50% of them are why, out of the league. That's why I always, ask, when people are like, should we pick a quarterback in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round? My answer is always, no, no. It's the hardest. Those guys don't hit. It's the hard, hardest business to succeed in. That's where you want to draft the RB. It will, look, conventional wisdom is that the top three picks are going to be quarterbacks, right. that it's going to be Caleb, probably Drake May, then Jaden Daniels. Maybe reverse, maybe Some Jane Daniels to Drake yep. May. I mean, at worst, I see one of those guys sliding to like number six, which is the Giants. I was like, but what if Adam Peters, the new guy from Detroit, mm-hmm. they don't like these guys? That maybe much. they they do they go like, that route. Look at them, and they're like, yeah, and these so guys are good. There's going to be we don't love them. There are going to be yeah. plenty of suitors <clears throat> that want to jump up into that top three spot. We've heard rumors that Atlanta doesn't want to go the Justin Fields slash Kirk Cousins route, that they want to draft whoever they think is their franchise signal caller for a decade. So maybe Adam Peters looks at it and says, I don't really love these guys, and I can get multiple first-rounders from Atlanta to move up to my spot at two. He's probably going to consider it. What scenario does Cakes the GM prefer? Do you prefer (laughs) Kirk Cousins? Yes. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. Yes. Draft Penix, Bo Nix later, whatever. No, I wouldn't do that, but go or ahead. Or just drafting Jaden Daniels, too. Uh, you're asking me, do I want my man Kirky back in D.C.? Yes, and pair him with the best. What do I have to pay for Kirk Cousins for three years? Thirty-five million a year. No, so I'm going to say I'm going to say two years eighty. No, no, no. I need three mm-hmm. years. I think he's getting more. Yeah, I need him locked in three for years. three years. Even off the Achilles, three Achilles years. Ain't gonna be three years, one hundred twenty million. Fully guaranteed. <laughs> yep. I realize just, he's know, a little I, older. I, I know. Doesn't matter. Thirty-five, thirty-six. He's you same age as Russell Wilson. A guy like him could play quarterback. And I have an 42. irrational Kirk Cousins thing, so I'm not the right person to make right, this well, decision. What if it was Baker? I don't care about. No, him. I'm not. The, not as interested in Baker. <laughs> no, he's Baker's he's, not he's as consistent. He's a cut or two below. Kirk he's is not as consistently consistent. very solid. I agree. He gets you honestly. I think he gets you. Like if Kirk Cousins is on a football team, you're going to win seven games. But last year, Baker's Minimal. numbers were comparable. I don't want Baker. I don't care here. about his numbers. No, I'm talking, saying, no one here is interested in Baker. About, no one likes Baker. He's a roller coaster. You're the only one who likes Baker. <laughs> yeah, He's a glorified Baker. Johnny Menzel. You're you're clouded by his number one pick status. Yeah. Is, is what I no no one wants Baker. No, he, the guy had 28 touchdowns with only 10 he picks. He had a bounce year. back year. Nobody wants for him. him. You know, you know who has, I don't think that's true. You know who laughs at 28 touchdown years? Him. JP. You know who laughs? He goes, <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> 28 touchdowns. Kirk Cousins laughs at him. He go. He just laughs at him all day long. I don't think they're separated by as much as you think, Cakes. Give me Kirk, give me Harrison, and I'm not picking Bo Nix or one of those idiots uh, to back him up. I'll get my future guy a year or two down the line. All right, the year before. I'll pick a big fat guy to block for Kirk Cousins in the second round. You're joining on Baker's 28 to 10. No, I'm saying in in relation to Kirk's. I know it's not as consistent, but the year before when Kirk played all 17 games. He gave you 29 and 14. Right. One more touchdown, four more Fine. interceptions. I'm talking career career numbers. You don't want to stack up five Baker's year average against Johnny's against five-year Kirk's. average. You lose. Give me their last five-year average. Johnny, who's Johnny? Or whatever, Baker. They're the same guy to me. Baker. <laughs> well, Baker didn't start for... Uh, exactly. Right, there's a but reason give me, why give me the average. Give me the five-year average. The five-year average, just eyeballing it. All right, here's Kirk's last five years in touchdowns. 26, 35, 33, 29, and then 18. Billy, but he Billy, was Billy, Billy. So, basically, so let's, let's say his average is 31 or 32. Right. So now you're making me go back to Baker. Baker's is probably like 14. five years. He had 28 this year. Right. Uh, and then 2022, <laughs> he played for three teams. Right. He had 10, right. 6, 4, so he had 20. He's played for right. how many teams has he played for? Four? hundred. Yeah. So he had 20. That's you actually wanna... more than I thought for playing with. Oh, no, no, he played with two teams, so he had 10, sorry. Yeah. Six with Carolina, and then four with the Rams. So he's averaging about four a year. The year before you, you that, bring 17. In, you're bringing Baker Mayfield to your team. I, I'm telling you, <laughs> no one will like it. Everyone wants to find their unicorn, but he's a sure thing for three years. Instant contender. Especially if you if you surround him with talent, I don't expect me, it. Team bereft of I don't expect but, uh, it, but that's not going to happen. You know that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't expect it's going to happen. But I think what if, swing and miss. It would and, be a huge story, but I think it's not going to happen. Swing and probably miss. Well, but what if you heard, you know, in, in a couple weeks when free agency happens, they've traded out of the two pick to number twelve. Isn't that where Denver picks? Denver picks at twelve. Acquired yes. a bunch of draft picks. And they sign one of those guys. Then you'd be like, sign oh, one of whose guys? You Kirk, like Kirk, Kirk or Baker. Baker. It, should, it better be guys. the first guy because right. I don't want the yeah, second guy. I'm not guy. interested in Baker. There's nobody's, no way putting their Dan Quinn on. and Adam Peters are coming in with their first job 
at, in Washington taking Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I don't believe I, so. I would be shocked if no that way. happens. Zero. I don't even think they're going to do it for Kirk. All right, Correct. When, when we come they're going to draft a guy. We're going to give yeah. you a chance to win a pair of tickets to go see Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country <clears throat> Boy Tour 2024. So keep listening for your chance to win because it's coming up shortly. He told you donks to keep listening. Finally going to pay off for you, my friends. Tenth caller right now. <clears throat> On the MGM National Harbor listener lines, 800-636-1067, you're going to score two tickets to Luke Bryan's Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024. The date, Saturday, June 22nd at Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale right now. For tickets and more event info, go to thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Live Nation. So I saw on our Twitter account, at Junks Radio, the Drab was getting into it with one of our listeners. Okay. <laughs> Upset that we had Daniel Kelly on the show. Why? Just, what was the beef? Uh, Drab, do you want to get into it? You had a back and forth with, I believe, Urban Bobby on Twitter. <laughs> he just well, Why are you giving that guy? He doesn't need... Well, I'm bringing time. it up because I want to bring up something else, but you can at least describe the... Well, the... He, he, said we, he said we had to get credible guests. Uh, right. Uh, so, uh, on the show. So Meanwhile, why was he offended? Like, who's he backing? He, he's... He, but he, he must be back in one of the guys. We, Drab and I have made this discovery over yeah, the last yes. couple of days. Okay, that that the these huge the, the big HTTC contingent. Mm-hmm. They're they're starting to back their horse now. Is he an HTTC guy? I don't know, but it's just something like that it's just something that we've noticed. Okay. No, and it, and it could it could be you picked up on it. it yeah. That it, maybe he went to LSU or maybe he went to North Carolina and you, so somehow it, his, guy. his guy was offended. I don't know, but people are starting to uh, starting to attach themselves to guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if okay. you and if you have someone um break down that guy or you have someone Speak ill of Drake May. Yeah, dissenting opinion. God yes. forbid. Then all of a sudden you get discredited and then your opinion is invalid because they have already assumed that that's going to be the guy that they draft and you're not allowed to talk bad mm. about the guy my team's going to draft. Okay. I'm ju- we're just I'm noticing that I, that's happening. That like well, no, here, but here, here's my question. It seems like we're having a lot of anti-Drake May guys on. We haven't had one pro Drake May guy on, so we got to flip the script and have we a will. pro. We got months. Oh, we okay. got months. In well, we've had like four guys Honestly, this week with, that are anti Drake so, May. So, four? <laughs> I don't well, I'm exaggerating two. a little I don't, bit. Dan Orlovsky, I'll ask him to come on, come on again. Well, I'm not saying Orlovsky, but but, but we also it could be anybody. But Jason, know, we also play how a lot of people feel until we get them on. Yeah, and you ask him. I don't know how everyone feels. Most of these no, but we knew this off. guy, Danny Kelly, was yeah, an anti- Drake May. Are you are you a Drake May guy? Is that well, I like May, but I'm yeah. not saying he's the best. Just based on what I've seen, I like him. He wasn't but, anti May. He said he had a first round grade on Drake May. He okay, just thinks then uh, he's just Merrill Hodge. Yeah. So we've had back to back anti May guys compared to some guys like Hasselbeck or Orlovsky. I'm just throwing right. those names out there because yeah. they're like the bigger names. Yeah, for sure. But they we think he's the best guys. Yeah, sure. Also, we've we've played with their thoughts on Drake May too. You got to yeah. keep keep that into account. I think Valdez no, no, brings no. up a good point. Is I'm that just some saying, people? I'm, just saying ha- I'm not just saying play audio clips. I'm saying have them on yeah. the show. Valdez brings up a good point. Some people are upset with the difference of opinion. Drab, you can get further into it, but the guy was upset basically with because well, he doesn't he think said, this guy should I'll change my name to Bobby Draft Expert and wins my interview time. And I said. Well, you're nobody cares about you. You have a hundred followers on Twitter, and you didn't work for the Jets. And you're, you, I don't care about your opinion. Your opinion means <laughs> I did nothing see, to it me. It did make me chuckle. And, and, and look, you're gonna right, how a, did he handle that? He said, "Oh, I was an intern for CNN one time." Or something. I don't, who knows? He I had to come back. Whatever. They I'm got into a back and forth. <laughs> but my whole point of bringing that up was, 
that, yes, this guy had a very different opinion. And some people are going to be upset. Oh, he's radical. He likes Spencer Rattler, number one. Spencer Rattler's not going to get drafted in the first round. Well, I, yeah, I'm more than likely. You, he's giving okay. you his grade. He's he pro- has a different. He's not saying that's what's going to happen. He has a different opinion. Yeah, and then he, I don't think he was anti-Drake May, which Jason's saying. He has a first-round grade for Drake May. This is he a just, lower opinion of him than a lot of experts right. do. That's but what I was going to say is yesterday we had Merrill Hodge, who played in the NFL, used to work on ESPN, mm-hmm. did a lot of film study. Like, that was his thing. He was known, him and Jaworski were known as the guys who were in the film room all the time. And what went viral yesterday was was the quotes. Like, here's an account that retweeted what was on our show. They have 200,000 followers. He said, I would not touch Drake May. He's extremely inconsistent. He's yeah. processing inconsistent. He's not extremely athletic. I find him more stiff. All right? My whole point is, all right, maybe you don't like what Daniel Kelly said, and he's kind of out there, but he's not alone. There's a difference of opinion about a lot of these guys. Like, there's no slam dunk. Like, when Trevor Lawrence came out, whether or not he is the best, I don't think anybody said Trevor Lawrence shouldn't go number one. Trevor Lawrence could be a bust. Well, there's like, I think even in Tua's year, there was no slam dunk. That's why he didn't go one. Right. Yeah, the two and, Herbert and, year. Right. There was no slam dunk that year. Burrow hey, went one. I, I, I want the guy who tells me to oh, book Burrow. credible yeah, guests <laughs> to turn on ESPN right now because it says the sports junkies and Merrill Hodge interview is literally being played on ESPN right now. <laughs> yeah. The guy who told me to book yeah. credible yeah. guests you, on the you show. Wanna, you want to. Yeah. Uh, tell look, me how, that says sports junkies. Oh, very yeah. good. We'll, we'll take that. We'll get up. Yeah. We'll take that shine. Tell me how my butt On ESPN. Go put ESPN on. That was cool. Um... I had no idea that people cared about that Merrill Hodge interview. But I just said. want to find out why. No, there were several accounts. So Merrill that... Hodge explained why he didn't like him. Mm-hmm. All right, but I want to get some somebody on to explain why he does you like him. You want equal time for your mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, let's Drake go May. equal time. You know what I care about more than any of it? My own opinion. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. I swear to God I have such an ego. I care about what I think. So I need to evaluate. And that's guys. important so on that our show. your ego yeah. right there. That's that's yeah. important. Huge on chunky's graphic on on ESPN. Hey, right we'll now. take that. Did you guys screen cap as I send CK? So you get a little, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, I'm going to send it to Urban Bobby. <laughs> yeah. that's who I care send about. it back to him. <laughs> Hold up, I got to. <laughs> Who's talking? On, who are the guys on the set? That's don't know. Graziano. Too bad I don't know anything about the show. <laughs> it's it's well, you know that. Greenberg is the host. Right. Green. But who's the, uh, hey, who's you know what? the former That's Dan Graziano on came on our show. No, I know him. Dominique Foxworth, I believe, oh, was there. I've heard of it. And man, yeah. maybe yeah. Don't watch the show. I didn't see. I think it might have been Hawkins. Is it Andrew Hawkins? Yeah, maybe. Oh, here you go. Here's your retort. And there's Tim Here's Hasselbeck. Here's your retort because you now go. Hasselbeck is going to respond. <laughs> yeah. They're doing the retort. Can we do a live, we do a live <laughs> cut in? ESPN? We can't air ESPN on Monumental. Yeah, it probably would go over. Well, if, we're, over if we're on radio, we could literally cut in right yeah, now. Yeah, because of the TV bit. Well, cut off the TV. <laughs> anyway, we can grab audio clips and play it. Just give us a minute. I kind of was bringing it up that I see the back and forth with Thrab is that, yeah, that guy was out there, but... He's not the only one. It's not like there aren't many people saying Caleb sucks. He, he, But he's kind of taken Caleb off the board for your rationale, the red flags, kind of the off-the-field stuff. And he's got stats to back it up that I don't fully understand. That well, Caleb's average throw comes at 3.21 seconds. That's because he's running around and he's packed. Right. And people have said he passes up the easy stuff. Right. It's kind of what they were saying with Hal, actually. Right. Well, that's a, a red flag. He takes a ton of sacks and fumbles a lot. He has a great arm. I, 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 there's a, it's going to be really interesting to see how these guys. Yeah, we're going to do it. I, I like your little project. It's a lot of work. 
I honestly, I don't care because, like Jason says, all these guys have different opinions. And also, you can't help it when you're in media. Everyone's doing a different bit. Everyone's trying to stand out. So you, you don't, you know, it's hard to ferret it all out. I just want to do my own evaluation. Trust and your own scouting. Trust chops. my own instinct. Let my own eyes tell you. And you, you know, a lot of times it, they fail me because who knows? It's so. I agree with what Kurt Warner said. Kurt Warner said the most, the truest thing to me. It resonated with me more than anything I've read in the last six or seven years. Is that because these college guys aren't asked to do pro? Th- he doesn't see what's translating. He sees it, you know, like two or three instances per game. It's so it's so hard to guess. And that's why the the percentage of first round quarterbacks Bust. being successful is it's going so, down. Yeah, it's just crazy. Over twenty five years ago. Right. And that's why I can make the argument give me a sure thing for three years. Yeah. I could see that. But you know, I, I, am I gonna live long enough to see a Drake May win a Super Bowl here? I don't know. I hope so. I hope that's the case. Well, I'll tell you Me what. Too. You ain't going to see Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl. Probably that's not. what you used to say but, about Matthew Stafford. But, but you think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is going to win a Super Bowl in a team that's got five million holes in the roster? They and got a lot He's going to be here maybe two years. Holes, but I think Kirk Cousins gives any team, and I believe we we have as little a talent as any team in the in the league. Mm-hmm. My regard of our talent couldn't be lower. But. He gets you seven wins, and then now you sprinkle in new talent, add to it. You build from there. You build around Kirky. You disagree? Kirk. I mean, I just think it's 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 a long shot for anybody for anybody to come I in agree. in a I new well, the spot. Odds, well, the odds uh, uh, of not winning a Super Bowl are, are higher. So if you're just playing yeah. the odds, there's only been there's only three. Or actually, four active quarterbacks that have that won, have won, a, won Super a Super Bowl. Bowl. Right, yeah. right, right. Russell well, like, Wilson. Well, that's but, what I mean. But I like I like my chances better with a sure thing. A proven, yeah, look, I, proven Kirk, commodity. It, yeah. Yeah. Again, a it's a short-term thing, obviously. Right. So yeah, if yeah. you want to... Life is short-term. If you have a three-year <laughs> plan window and say, all right, here's our three-year window. Let's go out and get an established veteran. I understand why I people would like that. I wonder what I wonder what Commander's fans would feel about like. Going out and get a... They probably wouldn't like it. A Baker Mayfield Nobody or a Kirk Cousins. Nobody would like it. Cakes, yeah. we're all on expiring contracts. <laughs> well, hey, I put me. up I the screen that. grab of us getting some ESPN national recognition on, on our ESPN. Instagram page, nice. Sports Junkies Radio on Instagram, if you want to see it. All right, don't forget, coming up next, we will talk some college hoops with John Fanta from Fox Sports. That's coming up right here on The Fan. Junks are presented by Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. If you're looking to be the next five-star HVAC technician or plumber, just go to CropMetcalf.com. Join their team today. Later this hour, we'll be joined by Alan May. Talk about the Caps as they come off a big win at home against the Sens to keep their playoff hopes alive. That's a big one. Right now, we head to the BetQL guest hotline. We welcome in John Fanta, Fox Sports College basketball analyst. John, thanks for joining us. Good morning. I believe we're going to effort to get him in just a bit. No, he's there. I just got to press him. Hey, John, good morning. Good morning, guys. How hey. are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? So I saw you got Hello. the uh, Johnny. You, you got the scoop up close and personal from Rick Pitino about his white suit, how that got done in time for the St. John's whiteout. Uh, they had a big win, knocking off Creighton. Uh, talk about that experience, how electric that was uh, in the garden with with Pitino, and uh, the fact that St. John's is looking like they're back. 
Well, it, it, here's the thing. It was a an afternoon in which they were back. And right. I think the expectation coming into this season was is that, that there would be about 15 to 20 afternoons or evenings like that. Uh, and the fact is, for this team, that has not happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a wait-and-see season for St. John's. And it's been, you know, it's 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 been like that very highly anticipated series or movie that you can't wait to see. And then you show up and, and you think to yourself, well, um, you know, it was good, but I, with how much anticipation or buzz there was, I, I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted something else. Uh, but on Sunday, we saw what the Rick Pitino era at St. John's can be. Uh, the day begins with, with Pitino. We're, we're 90 seconds to the national anthem, guys. Everybody's out on the floor. The crowd's ready to go. And Empire State of Mind plays on the MSG Jumbotron. And Rick Pitino comes walking out of the tunnel in an all-white suit that I guess he borrowed from Morgan Freeman from, from <laughs> Bruce Almighty uh, because that's that's what it looked like. And, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon, and this guy looks like, uh, you know, he, he looks like God when he walks out of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And his team then proceeds to play like it against a team that had just stomped on number one in the country, that had just rolled past the number one team in the country. So St. John's, it was a move-the-needle win for them. Their season retains a pulse. Uh, it's a slow one because – they only have two quadrant one wins. They're two and nine against quadrant one. That that's not going to cut it. Right. Uh, but they're at Butler next uh, tomorrow night, and they have to win that game. And if they can win that game, they close with DePaul and Georgetown, and and Georgetown's at home. They're, I don't. They're not losing either of those two games. If St. John's can win at Butler, things get very very interesting. I still think the Red Storm would have to win at least a game in the Big East tournament. But the point. The point, St. John's would walk into the Big East tournament needing a win to get into the serious discussion for an NCAA tournament bid, two wins to probably punch a ticket. That makes for a very interesting Big East tournament week. A reminder, St. John's, this is hard to believe, they haven't made a semifinal Friday at the Big East tournament since 2000. Mm. They haven't even made the semis since 2000. Could Patino put get them on a run and get a, a sea of red of some sort on a Friday night at the Garden? That's very interesting for the Big East tournament. Yeah, this is why they're not back. One, they um, they've lost eight of twelve, and two of those That's wins, right. two of those wins were DePaul and Georgetown. So I, I agree with you. I mean, you go out and beat Butler on the road, good win. You're going to beat DePaul and Georgetown. All right, so you're going to have possibly, what, 19 wins before the Big East Tournament, but they're going to have to do some damage in the Big East Tournament. And look, the Big East Tournament's on their home floor, so it's possible they can get hot, right? But um, they're certainly not back, I don't think, because based on a, a win against Creighton, which was very impressive. But um, in general, I think they got a lot of work to do. One big note. <clears throat> in the history of the Big East Conference, and this is amazing, in the history of the Big East Conference, only one team in league history has missed the NCAA tournament 
while recording 20 wins or more. Mm-hmm. And it was John Beeline in West Virginia. Now, this is years ago. Mm-hmm. But my point, if they get the 20 wins and it's Rick Pitino and the committee likes television ratings and you can't tell me otherwise because we all know that they do, you're not telling me that the committee wouldn't consider Michigan State versus St. John's in Dayton, Ohio at the first four to, to increase interest in the NCAA tournament. You cannot tell me that the committee doesn't like a good story because they, they put them together all the time. Yeah, totally. So for St. John's, you got to win out. you got to win out in the regular season, give yourself a chance. But, yeah, if they're on the bubble uh, and if they're hanging around, uh, Rick Pitino has pull. Hmm. Whatever we want to say, we know that. Anytime he's in the tournament, it's must-watch, I think. All right, so you're going to be calling the Villanova-Georgetown game tonight at Nova at Finneran Pavilion on FS1 with Jimmy Spinarkle, who I used to watch at Duke all the time. Love Spinarkle. <laughs> but um, talk about, you know, obviously Georgetown's uh, awful this year, but Villanova, another bubble team. I don't know what their net ranking is, but when I look at their uh, remaining schedule, if they can do some damage against teams like um, Creighton and Providence on the mm-hmm. road, and I think they play Seton Hall, um, they could possibly make a move. Now, they, they haven't obviously had a really good year, and they went through a really bad stretch a couple months ago. But talk mm-hmm. about Nova. Do they have a shot? at when, now Going on the road is going to be tough, but do they have a shot at kind of making it interesting, in your opinion? Uh, they do because their metrics are, are fairly good at the end of the day. Their, their net has still been hovering. Uh, around the top 40, which that that's that's good if you're on the bubble. A lot of some of these bubble teams are in the 50s, if not 60s. So so yes, uh, Villanova does does have an opportunity here. In my opinion, they have to win tonight. Uh, there's no question. First off, there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But then they have to to go two and one. Uh, they've got to go two and one in their final three games. I don't think one and two cuts it, but they're at. Providence, which very, very difficult place to win. Uh, that that place is a hornet's nest for a visitor. Then they're at Seton Hall. Uh, they that's that's a, a, a gettable opportunity for them. Uh, but Seton Hall, they've been tough at home. They've only lost I think three times at home the whole season, and that's a team that has really come on here. They're in third place in the Big East, which is an amazing job done by Shaheen Holloway. He's got a He's done a tremendous job with his team. And then they're home to Creighton, which, look, it's it, Villanova's had success against Creighton. And if they could have a sweep over a Creighton team that sits very well in the metrics and has beaten UConn and you've beaten North Carolina, that would be great for Villanova. I mean, that, that, would, really, that would really be strong for their resume. Uh, if, if they had a sweep over Creighton while they beat North Carolina and, and they've, they've done enough to, to get themselves firmly there. That the issue with Villanova, guys, the reason why they're on the bubble and the reason why they could miss the NCAA tournament is because they went 0-3 against the Big Five. Like, yeah, it doesn't help. That yeah. haunts them. Yeah. You, you, you lost to Penn, then you lost at home to St. Joe's, and then you lost to Drexel, hmm. in the, who's in the CAA. And those, those, just, that, that, those were killers. For Villanova, and the, the thing now is there's real pressure, and Jay Wright's not walking out of that tunnel. So for Kyle Neptune here, these next two weeks are highly, highly stressful, because here's the deal: Villanova 
up until last year, had not missed the NCAA tournament since 2012. Hmm. If they're missing it back-to-back seasons. Yeah, that's not good for Neptune. I, that's not good for Coach Neptune. I agree. All right, a couple teams I want to talk to you about before we let you go here. Uh, North Carolina beats Miami last night, okay? They're going to be probably a two-seed, I'm guessing, but the ACC isn't very good. The thing about Carolina, especially last night, is they blow a pretty big lead. R.J. Davis was the only guy in double figures. Um, well, he had over 40. He had 42, and he's a stud. <laughs> but I'm just wondering if yeah. – like, Double figures, he had 42. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, what, what if he had an off night? What, what are other guys doing? Um, right, but right. but Carolina's got some bad losses. Go to Georgia Tech, lose. Go to Syracuse, lose. Um, you know, I I, I kind of question them defensively at times when I watch them. Um, but they've got off, offensive talent, obviously, with R.J. Davis. So talk to me about Carolina. Where do you have them? I'm guessing you probably have them in the you know a two seed range in terms of the brackets. Yeah, they're a two seed because. They've they've been able to win enough on the road and more so than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've they when the when the committee revealed them as a two seed uh, a couple weeks ago on the on the early top sixteen reveal that they put out. The reason why North Carolina was was on the two line and and was their highest two seed was because they had six road wins, six true road wins. Now. The, the thing about this is it's it's difficult to judge a team in this ACC versus a team in the Big 12 or a team in the Big East or a team, uh, you know, in the SEC because the ACC is not what it used to be. Right. It's just not. Syracuse has gone down. You know, they're, they're, they're average this year. They're, they've got 18 wins, but they don't have a lot of great wins to that to that season. Uh, we could go right down the line. I mean, it's it, there's just programs that are a shell of themselves or that at the very least are hovering near the bubble. There's just not a lot of great teams in this. And we thought Virginia was pretty good, guys, but Virginia stinks. Correct. They, they're, they're not any good. They're they're not, in fact they should be they should be a first four team right now. They could miss the tournament, but a lot of people are giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't like their resume at all. There's not a ton of quality to that. But where do I have Carolina? I do have them as a two seed. I do believe they can make the Final Four, and I'll tell you why. They're a lights-on team. When the lights go on and they're bright, at the end of the day, they have R.J. Davis and Armando Baycott. They have the all-time North Carolina leading rebounder, and they have an absolute bucket. And they surrounded those two guys with guys that can coexist with them and then accept that those two are the guys. Harrison Ingram is a winner. They've got enough. They're a, they're a bright lights team. Hubert Davis has done a good job this year. You know, I, I, I am going to give him his flowers. I thought that this could be another tough season for them where the expectations were ultra high because of what they had back and that this could be a struggle. Instead, he's got them in a good place. Uh, I, I do think that they're the best team in the ACC, although Duke is coming on. I still think I would lean Carolina if I had to pick between the two because of experience. And at the end of the day, they were in a national championship game two years ago, and frankly, frankly, should have won. Yeah, people forget that they unraveled in that game. So I, I do have high expectations uh, because of the experience that they have and the firepower of Davis. Uh, guys, that that's not a one-off. This this kid is 
He yeah, is he's good. Electrify offensively. No, John. Doubt. Real quick, we're talking to John Fanta, college hoops <clears throat> expert, works for Fox Sports, and I think you are doing some stuff on the CBS Sports Network covering CAA. I just want to hit a couple of local things real quick. Um, yes, sir. My guy Cakes went to Towson. Mm-hmm. They're actually pretty good this year. Fill us in on them, and then Maryland and Georgetown disappointing. What do you see in their futures? Yeah, let's let's start with Towson. I'll tell you what, uh, Pat Scary just continues to do a, a very nice job there. He he lost a lot. You know, he lost Nick Timberlake, um, and, and he's he been there forever. Teams. He's been there for yeah, right. been a twelve years. He lost or some, yeah, he, he has been. But sometimes when you're at a at a job like that, guys, for that long, mm-hmm. you can walk into a season and say, well. You know, I, I lost some key some key pieces, which he did. Uh, I can I can have a one off. You know, I think I think there's some longtime coaches in mid majors that that sometimes uh, you know can can have the, the the tough year. And oh, I'll be back next year. Not Pat Scary. He always finds a way to be in the equation. And he's got a group that that plays very hard. He got a, a kid named Tyler Tejada that I I think is really special. Uh, and can play at a at a, at a high level, um, and I I like their group. Charles Thompson on the interior is a really special player. I mean, he's a tough, hard nosed rebounder who scary loves. So they can rebound. They they defend at a high level again, and they've got enough scoring that if their youth can can perform, watch out because they've got some youth perimeter shooting. So they're a young team in a tough CAA that Charleston. Uh, is at the top of, again, UNCW's had a great year down at Wilmington. But Towson will be a threat. They'll be a threat going in the CAA tournament. A lot of parity in that league this year. Let's turn to, to Georgetown and Maryland. Hmm. Only have a minute, John, so real quick on what you see in them. Yeah, here here we go. I'll start with Georgetown. Uh, disappointing. Don't, don't think anybody expected them to be as bad as they've been from a record standpoint. Uh, I, I'm going to liken it to this. You bought a house. You walked into the house, you you fix the sink, you fix the toilet, you fix the TV, and you and you tinkered the dresser, and you thought everything's good now. All right, let's get it rolling. Oh my God, this whole house needs to get torn down. <laughs> the house needs to get torn down, and they need to build a brand new house over it. That's what they're going to have to do in May and June. Maryland, tough year. Biggest reason why they can't shoot a three. Nope. They just—they're not a perimeter shot-making team. Got to go out and get some guys in the portal that can do it. All right, hey, John, John appreciate and it, buddy. They will, uh, yeah. and I expect they will, and I fully expect Maryland to bounce back next season. Already with Derek Queen, big-time recruit. John, nice. have a great call nice. tonight. Villanova versus Georgetown, six thirty. You're going to have the national telecast. It's you and Jim Spinarkle at Finner and Pavilion. Thanks again for the time, man. Jim could still post me up and posterize me. Thank you. Thank you. That's John Fanta, Fox Sports College Hoops Analyst. When we come back, we'll get into EB's entertainment page. And Alan May from Monumental Sports Network joins us at 945 to talk Washington Capitals. Alan May, Capitals Analyst from Monumental Sports Network. He'll join us coming up at 945. Caps have a back-to-backer. They're in Detroit tonight. They picked up 
a big two-point win against Ottawa last night at home. Offensive explosion last night with six goals. Yeah, it was good to see. Six goals, and Ovi didn't even pot one of them. That's You know you're running well. And when, Stromer didn't. Yep. Because Stromer's their leading goal scorer. Yep, some other guys chipping in. You always like to see that, Protoss. Pro, yep. Protoss. He Protoss had a, great game. had a three-point night. Good yeah. for him. The youngster. Well, I've got another big one tonight. Mm-hmm. And then a Friday against the Flyers. Massive. Yes, it is. Especially if the Flyers lose tonight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, tonight I'm going to be at the Wizards game. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, I'm going to meet my brother at the University of Maryland, 5 o'clock. Going to head over there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully Why we are you meeting stuff. in Maryland? I oh, he's picking up his boys. His boy. Yeah, one gotcha. of his boy. My oldest nephew. You will have fun tonight. I'm sure you'll there. have a good time. At the Hennessy so. Lofts, you'll be taking, uh, you'll be uh, pampered. Cake said the, the Hennessy Lofts there. I got to thank Jim Vinson. He's unbelievable. Yeah, of course. That they, they have like a four-course meal. Yeah. My son yeah. went and enjoyed them over this past weekend. So you haven't gone either? I'm the not. only one who's gone I, of the I, junkies? I, I I'm going go. tonight, He's Rick. going tonight. I'm going tonight. Yeah, you sit in a little nice little booth mm-hmm. behind the basket, get waiter service. Is it? I thought it was like recliners. Is it, Am I in like a recliner? No. no. It's a booth? Yes. What do you mean a booth? It's like a semicircle booth. Okay. All right. I guess I'll see it when I get there. I'll tweet up photos. Yes. Maybe a little video. Mm-hmm. I got grilled that it didn't tip up. enough. Maybe junkies. Maybe I should have tipped a lot more. We didn't drink alcohol, though. So mm-hmm. my, I don't know. Good. You're the first person to sit in the Hennessy loft and not drink alcohol. <laughs> Who grilled? There will be plenty of there with the kids. Flowing. Who grilled you? I mean. You said you got grilled for not tipping more? Yeah, I think on the show it was like a, sh- a little I think, bit of a cheapskate. Uh, I think I gave forty. Well, well, he took a, he took up a booth for four hours or whatever it was and tipped forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, there's a little light. Like that's just yeah. If it like, was a regular restaurant, I think it'd be fine. But the fact is that you're there for the entire entirety yeah, of the game. I'm gonna tell my brother. You got can bring it. You got can't, free tickets. You're getting fed. Like well, the server can't change the table over. Yeah, and have true. more people, and everything was free. Correct. Right. Right, maybe I should tip more. No, 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 maybe. You should have You said more. 50. I was only 10 off of no, what you no, said. I believe I probably said 70. Now you're going to bump it up. I remember you said 50. I, mean, I was like, hopefully okay. Valdez doesn't find the tape, but I think I would tip <laughs> 75 or 80 bucks there. Now, I'm also the guy who took five bucks away from a maid at the Borgata many years ago. <laughs> I guess because you got felted. I, yeah, I had a bad I, I'll run. be honest. I don't, I don't even know what I would, what, what would be a, an appropriate tip for that. I never know either. I never know. 50 bucks for how many servers were there? One? Just one. You have one, yeah, one dedicated uh, server. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying that I would, wouldn't tip more. I just but don't know what would be appropriate. But if that one dedicated server had three or four of those little lofts, if everybody gave them 50 bucks, $150 a night. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't think they like take care of three tables. I think like you're. No, they do. Oh, they do. Okay. Yeah. All right, let me tell you what's well, going on with Hollywood know. Entertainment. Yeah, tell your you brother know. to tip tonight. Yeah, I told him, bring tip money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you're and not $20. He's going to bring $7. Yeah, you know what? You better have emergency tip money just to back him up. <laughs> I never carry cash. That's a problem. And my Venmo's felted because I had to use Uber. You want to? I've got cash. No, yeah. I, I, you I have, can Venmo me I have if cash. You want. I don't like can. to borrow. He has all day to get cash. He's just lazy. I'm lazy. My wife will give me something or something. I don't know. All right. It's your big errand today. Is yeah. Cash. <laughs> oh, Are you going to start with the uh, get up? We have the no. audio. I'm going to start with my read. Oh, the yeah. entertainment page brought go. to you by, hey, driven by, it. BMW Fairfax. In fact, I'm actually going to blow the- 
They've got a read here where it's all about your E credit and everything, the EV credit, so you can, they'll like double the savings for you. Something literally, the EB credit should be the EB yeah, EV credit. EB credit. You could save literally. So if you save seventy five hundred, you get it for fifteen hundred off or fifteen thousand off. Yeah. If, they, if you save ten thousand, <laughs> you can save twenty thousand. Mm-hmm. My man Mike though over the weekend he sent me this video. I just posted it. It's a twenty twenty three. This is what like. Like, Drab thinks I don't really like these cars. Mm-hmm. Look at that 2023 Ram 1500 truck. I'd kill for that. <laughs> that thing is a monster. There's 700 that, horsepower. You're selling that at the Beamer? Yeah, it's a used, it's a oh, used vehicle. okay, got it. I'd kill for that are, vehicle. Are we supposed to buy BMWs or Ram? What's going on here? <laughs> it's there part of their used deal. All right, all right. So make it sure. It's part of their used deal. Um, I still don't get your fascination with trucks. Those Ram trucks, here, here it Hold is. On, I'll tell you. Those Ram trucks are ridiculous. I, yeah. I don't have a truck fetish but i got to use one of those for like a week uh-huh. it's it's like a mini rv yeah. it, it's uh, like big. you could live in, in the vehicle this That's is so massive sick. this 700 horsepower supercharger mm. zero to 60 in 4.5 seconds i'd kill your whole family in that now thing. i don't know where i could park it i'd have a hard time parking that bitch i know that <laughs> where would you park it in the garage downstairs could you know, fit what? it air would kill run you over <laughs> That's my spirit. That did sound a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just love it. What are you, what are you love... a grave digger? <laughs> uh, yes. Mike Walker's going to love this read. Yeah. I, I, kill love, your, I love kill your family in this vehicle. I love yeah. big ass trucks like that. Sorry. That's, that's your, your wife's blood's going to be all over my yes. Uh, grill. Yes. <laughs> if anybody gets in my way, running them over. Deer, <laughs> dogs, cats. I don't care. People. Come on down. Come Sunday, on down. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. <laughs> he did run over that guy in Fairfax. That's and true. then he left the scene of the crime, and then he circled but back. But at least he didn't do it in a big, gigantic Ram truck. He did it in his felted his, Nissan. Hey, are they going to his Beretta? Then you go by the dealership and say, hey, this is where I get my killer truck. <laughs> yeah. A killer this, deal on a truck? This like is, Christine. This is a great, <laughs> this is a great vehicle. Anyway. A Stephen a King call. reference. Mike Good video. Recall, Check it out on my, on my Twitter. Um, all right. So the boys want me to lead off with the, uh, the get up story. It's so funny. We were doing the show about, I don't know, half hour ago. And all of a sudden the boys uh, noticed that they were using our Merrill Hodge interview as fodder um, on that show Get Up. I guess it they had Hasselbeck there. He was responding to Merrill Hodge saying that, what, Drake May wasn't a first-rounder? I can't even remember what he said. We've had yeah, so many they, draft guys on. Yeah, yeah, said he wouldn't touch the him. Cryon said underneath it says, it says, Merrill Hodge on the sports junkies on 106.7 The Fan. Former mm-hmm. NFL player said Drake May is, quote, extremely inconsistent. He's not extremely athletic. Mm. So I don't know yeah. if they just cherry-picked those quotes or if they played did. the audio of Merrill Hodge. So, he has well, been the subject of a fair amount of debate and disagreement as a prospect in this early stage of the evaluation. I need you to hear what our old friend Merrill Hodge had to say about Drake May. I wouldn't touch May. I wouldn't, I wouldn't grab May. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. There's a bunch of things that bother me. He's extremely inconsistent as uh, his accuracy. His processing inconsistent. Um, he's not extremely athletic. I think I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion, which allows more hits in our league than he gets in college. So that, that was Merrill. Um, you know, Tim Hasselbeck, I, I will just sort of give you the floor. I, I know how high you are on Drake May as a prospect. And look, everyone is entitled to their opinions. But some of the things that he said there didn't, they just didn't sound right to me. What, what, what was your reaction? Yeah, I'm going to text my old buddy, Merrill, and uh, make sure he can find the ACC network to actually watch him a little bit more. I, look, I, like, I'll just say this. 
the idea that he's not uh, athletic, I, I just I have no idea where like where you can kind of come up with that assessment of Drake. I mean, look at this moving to the left here. Ball gets ripped out of his hand to make that throw. Like that's super athletic for for a guy his size. Can we pause Plus, for a second? I want to hear the whole thing. He didn't say he wasn't athletic. So this is what we do when we argue. We we kind of paraphrase and diminish other people's arguments. Who, but Hodge? he said Hodge said he didn't think he was super athletic. And also later in the interview, he said, "Oh, he could definitely run for you a thir- first down. He's an athletic guy." But he was just saying he was really talking about his throwing motion. Well, I think he was also saying he's not elite athletic like 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 uh, Jaden Daniels, Daniels and Lamar and those guys. Right. In the last two seasons, he's rushed for over 1,500 yards. Caleb Williams has rushed for about 500 yards. He is an incredible prospect. Like, that's fact. You might prefer Caleb Williams or Jane Daniels. That's fine. That's your choice. But he is a, a real, like, to say that he's not a first-round draft pick, that's wild, man. Like, really, really wild. <laughs> yeah. His brother is Luke May, by the way, for those who don't know. I mean, he's from a super athletic family. Uh, Luke May was a star basketball player at North Carolina. Harry, you cover the college game. Hmm. Hmm. So Jason was saying he wants point counterpoint that he wants one of these guys who loves Drake May on the show because yesterday we had Merrill Hodge and then earlier today we had the scout from the Jets who was not super high on Drake May, although he gives him a first round grade. Can you find the part? I mean, I don't know if you care to where Hodge where he did he did caveat it by saying that he he was athletic. He didn't say he wasn't athletic. And he did say he could get your first down. He could definitely run for your first but when down. He's, but when he's downgrading May as a prospect and he emphasizes that he's not super athletic, you think, okay, well, that's one of the, the negatives he sees in his game. Well, he's just he, saying, compared he, he, to like he, a Jaden Daniels and a Lamar, he's not like that. I understand that, but he didn't compare him to Or Josh Jayden. Allen. He didn't he, compare him to Jaden Daniels or Lamar. I think he compared him to Josh Allen. Right, right. He said, but he said he didn't. He didn't say he's not as athletic as Jaden Daniels or. Well, that's what I interpreted him yeah. as saying. It's all subject was, to interpretation. The way yeah. I kind of interpret it, because he was also talking about throwing motion like back to back, and it made me think of Kerry Collins when he was talking about the long hitch. And mm-hmm. Kerry Collins was a good quarterback. I think he was a Super Bowl quarterback. Took a team to mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. Giants, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, got smashed um, by the Ravens. But he had that. kind of a long throwing motion, and he did throw a lot of picks. So one of the things that the guy we had on the show today said about Drake May in particular, who's been rumored to be the number two pick, that's why we're talking about him so much because commanders could select him, is the guy who had been on today said that the ball doesn't explode off his arm. Yes, he can throw the ball far. The video shows him throwing it 80 yards, whatever, if it wasn't a trick video. But that some guys, it may reach the same distance, but they have different speed or some of them just flick it. And that maybe he's got a much longer one, which could lead to fumbles you know and things I need like more, that. I need more of, yeah. are you well, accurate to a receiver that's 15 yards away than you hitting the stupid crossbar for 80 yards? I think like, Merrill, that means very little to me. Well, he also said he wasn't. Merrill that. also. Uh, yeah, that, that well, me. I will say that May, a lot of May's little quick 10-yard slants, yeah. when they say ball placement, sometimes they are off. Like right. Sometimes they'll throw behind guys. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everybody he, he does might, that. He might not be super defense. accurate when it comes to those quick slants and outs, but I don't know. I think he's definitely he athletic. Super accurate, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> <laughs> he's super accurate. Well, Dave, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say they—they they also they talked about the inconsistencies that Hodge mentioned on on the show, 
and uh, they said the the offensive coordinator transitions uh, from year to year had something to do with the inconsistencies. But they also they also said was um, like every every prospect has inconsistencies, flaws, some bad tape, bad throws. There's 100%. no there's no perfect tape for all of these players. But their main main beef was with calling him unathletic. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. I I know. You didn't but, say unathletic. I know, but yeah. they just pulled they pulled the clip. I know, played the clip. That's the part that jumped refuted. at him when he said he's not super athletic. But he's yeah, he emphasized that part of it though. When we come back, we'll talk Caps hockey with Alan May from Monumental Sports Network. So keep listening. Bank local, cheer local in business every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business focused community bank. Proudly served in DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. Welcome back to the show. Junk's on 106.7 The Fan, Team 980. We're joined now on the BetQL guest hotline by Alan May, Caps analyst on Monumental Sports Network. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Hey, hey good morning, guys. Doing great. A little happier doing post games these days, huh? Well, it's kind of cyclical, so it, it seems like it's two weeks of hell and then two weeks of kind of awesome hockey. Yeah. So hopefully this this trend ends and it just sticks to the awesome hockey because it's been a, a lot of fun lately. And my little broadcast partner is like bouncing off the walls when the Caps have those games where they score a ton of goals and don't allow as many in. So it makes it a lot better to cover and, these games. And, Alan, it's funny you say that it's cyclical because, like, if you had asked me and probably anybody else that follows the Caps or watches the Caps a decent amount, what would Brian McClellan be doing at the trade deadline? Two weeks ago, I would have said, well, he's going to be a seller. He's mm-hmm. going to sell any parts that uh, somebody else might want that's not going to be part of the core moving forward. But the, the trade deadline's March 8th, and, look, there's still some time. He could now still then, be a but, seller. But – if they continue with what they've been doing of late, especially offensively and scoring and outscoring opponents, he's going to be a buyer come the, the trade deadline to try to add pieces for a playoff run, I would guess. Well, I would think in the next little bit here, I'd say the next two to three games determines everything. Right. Uh, tonight there's a huge game in Detroit, and they've got to win it. They've got to win that game against Philadelphia because these are two teams that they're chasing uh, for the wild card spot. For the Flyers, they're actually in one of the top three spots but they don't have as many points as the two teams in Detroit and Tampa, I believe. I haven't looked at it you know, this morning. I didn't wake up and jump to the standings. But last night, they don't. it was like that. So they have to, you know, they, it's, it's hard decisions. And from what I'm hearing out there and the people that are calling me associated with teams, they're offering a lot for what the Caps have. Mm. And they're kind of older players that they're after. They're guys that are more proven that what you can get to have some playoff success to add to their roster. So, this is a very tough time, and no one likes to be part of it. No one likes – it's not really thrown in the towel, but what we've seen lately out of all these young players that are coming up, uh, I think that championship run in Hershey with the younger team is really paying dividends because last night was very exciting to see how fast the players were skating, getting up and down the ice, the enthusiasm in which they were playing the game, and the confidence uh, was very impressive last night. So, you know, at the same time – you're you're creating confidence within young players to start worrying about and thinking about being an everyday NHL player. So no matter what happens, uh, it's going to be for the benefit of the franchise. Alan, what's the key to the Detroit game tonight? It's a back-to-backer. They had to jump on a plane, fly up to Detroit, playing a good team. 
in their building, and they're pretty good at home. What's the key tonight? Well, the, the key is the Capitals have been really good in back-to-backs this season. And in January, nothing went right, pretty much. But before that, they were surprising everyone on the back-to-backs. Last year, they were horrendous. Tonight, I think they can't play a run-and-gun game like they did with Ottawa. Ottawa really doesn't know how to play without the puck yet. They've got a lot of young offensive players, and they've got a, a newer coach. A new coach is trying to teach them total defense, which I don't think he's going to be able to sell to them. But tonight, I think you have to play a no-hit type of hockey game. You have to keep five guys in. And if the Caps do this right tonight, they're going to play a very boring brand of hockey. The people in Detroit are going to hate their team and hate the Caps. <laughs> because they should just stay in the middle of the ice and check the puck and wait for opportunities, big mistakes, turnovers, costly errors, that they can convert into a goal and then force the Red Wings to play reckless. But they've got to play more of an opportunistic type of game tonight. Uh, To me, that's how you win because Detroit is rolling. They're fast. They play a really good brand of hockey, and everything's clicking right now. So, you know, they've been in a rebuild for a long time, and now everything's starting to come together. And then, like you said, you've got tonight Detroit. Tampa's playing Philly tonight. I think it's in Philly. So that's obviously a huge game that we're going to be watching. But then if, let's just say, Philly loses tonight and we win, man, Friday's just a massive game. Monster. Right? Yeah. So, And really, what you, you, know, you want both those teams to lose. You don't want it to be a three-point game where there's you know, an overtime or a shootout involved. You, mm-hmm. you just need one of those teams. But preferably, Philly loses. And Philly's a team that may have to start unloading guys because they've got players that a lot of teams want that are offering high draft picks and prospects for. So they did if they lost tonight and then the Caps beat them, that kind of enforces their decisions or, or, or you know creates more of a possibility that they'll unload and their team won't be as strong going down the stretch. So two really, really big games. But you can't overlook tonight you've got to take care of business tonight you need to make sure you get your two points or no matter what a point tonight and then the game against philly's huge absolutely ginormous so you know basically as long as they're in this hunt chasing teams every night is a playoff type of mentality for the caps mm-hmm. alan did you see charlie lindgren being a better goalie better more consistent goalie than darcy kepper when kepper was signed to that big fat deal to bring him over from the Avs, I mean, how surprised are you by, by this turn of events? Well, I, I still believe in both goaltenders, and I just think the way the Caps were playing at the start, Darcy's record, because they were throwing him in every night. But from everything I'd heard about Lindgren, and when you looked at his sets, he was just always in the wrong place at the wrong time. But at the same time, he's able to hone his craft. So you, you look in, in Detroit, they had two – in St. Louis, two incredible goaltenders. In Montreal, incredible goaltenders. And he wasn't going to get the chance, the opportunity to be a regular, not even a regular backup with what was going on with both of those teams. St. Louis had Bennington, and who, the goaltender that's in Detroit now, I'm got a, at a loss for his name right now, but the Carey Price of Montreal. But his attitude is incredible. And, you know, he, he he's, he's in a confidence run right now. You want to keep it that way. And it's it's a great problem to have when your backup is playing so well and, and pushing to be the starter and maybe is the starter right now. But you have to have two goalies in the National Hockey League. I thought last night Darcy Kemper was sensational. Uh, there, there was a lot of nice opportunities for the Senators that he came up big. They didn't get a lot of shots, but they were looking for the percentage shots. So, you know, right now it's a great problem to have that he's riding so well. 
Uh, but the bottom line is, if the team doesn't play well, your goaltenders will crumble. It doesn't matter who they are. And we saw when Todd Reardon was the coach, Braden Holpe's the best goalie that's ever wore a Caps uniform, and they weren't playing good at the puck. I don't do not know why he changed it up from what Trotz was doing without the puck, but Braden had so many breakaways, and everyone thought he was done. But it's the team has to play correctly to give the goaltender a chance. I always, I always call it playing half the net. So if you only have to worry about half the net because the defensive package or the setup takes away the other side, it's a lot easier for the goalie to play the game. So the Caps have to continue doing that for both goaltender. I don't care who's in net. And they need Charlie Lindgren, who will probably be the starter tonight, to steal a game at Detroit. But everyone's got to be in on this defensively. All right, Alan, looking forward to seeing you and Alexa Landestoy do the pre-between and post-game for the Caps tonight as they take on Detroit. We'll talk to you again soon, man. Thank you, pal. Yeah. Take care, guys. Bye. Yep. All right, See buddy. You, Sounds like he's saying they could still deal even though they're chasing and trade away some of their better players who are older. Like Max Pacioretty, somebody like playoff like spot. to add him for mm. like a cup run. Uh, I can see that. No, nah, he's not healthy. Or like I was thinking Oshie. Don't trade yeah. Oshie. Oh, they can't trade him. I don't him think you're going to trade Fan Oshie. favorite, man. Yeah, you can't like, do him right. You just can't do us like that. Unless it was a crazy deal that he just couldn't couldn't turn of down. Can. Well, who's going to want Oshie when he's been banged up three or four times? I know, the banged up thing throws a monkey wrench in it. I don't see that happening. He was super productive when he was healthy this year. I mean, he went went and saw that specialist in Minnesota, and after he came back from that, he was turning it on. He was, like, super Well, he's probably going to have to go back and see him. May have to. Hopefully, he recuperates and he's back on the ice soon. Who else are the older veterans that teams want? I think Pacioretty uh, would be a good Give me another Certainly one. one. I mean, you're not going to deal Carlson. I mean, Why not? The Hall of Famer. Top defender. He, he, he I know, but you got to do the Belichick there. Trade him. No. Okay. Do, I'm a loyal theory. What's the other one? Ed, Edmondson? <laughs> Edmondson? Edmondson. Joel I'm Edmondson. Going down Joel Edmondson. Yeah. That's yeah. another one. I like right it. There. I, like, I like that, EB. I'm a loyal right. guy. Hope the Caps get two points tonight. We'll see you again tomorrow. B. Mitch and Finland. They're coming up next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot take. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.